I can't afford to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and sitting to my right, sipping on a Coors Light tonight, is uh, a young uh, Kyle Dotson. Kyle, how are you doing? I'm good. Kyle, you? you're, you're, you're 25 years old, yes. which means you've been able to drink alcohol for four years. Legally, yes. Yes, but how long have you been drinking? Uh, probably since I was 18. Did you drink in high school? Uh, a little bit, not too much. All right. But you Just drank like, once you got to college. Here's some cooking wine. Let's... Let's try that. Terrible. Let's eat some baker's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> did you, um... <laughs> did, uh... What was I going to ask you? So, but then when you went to college, you were fine. With, let's, yeah. Let's fucking drink it up. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we're doing here. Let me see. Get your can up here. Let's clink them. There we go. We clink cans. All right. Uh, so everything's good with you. You're fine. Mm-hmm. You were just at the Jimmy Kimmel show. I was. You saw a young uh, actress there hanging out. Yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz. And she was on the show. Yes, she was. Who Her, the, uh, there was a, some UFC guy. Okay, what was his name? I don't know. Did he have a lovely cauliflower ear? Did he bring no, that to the show? He had show? a beard. Beard. Well, speaking of beards, I'm going to talk about our guest. In and a uh, and then uh, the mighty mighty Boston's played. All right. So this you went back <laughs> in played. time. You went back in a time machine. <laughs> I, I did. All right. <laughs> They did play their one hit and then two other songs. All right. And people seem to hate it. I mean, love it. All right, uh, Jimmy Kimmel played bass clarinet with them. <laughs> he did? Yeah. All right. Wore the jacket and, the, and everything. It's like a party atmosphere. They want it to be a party atmosphere yeah. there. Well, there right? was another band playing afterwards for their concert series, The Kooks. Oh, I know The Kooks. Yeah, I left before that. They actually so recorded an album. They, they have an album called Conk, which they recorded at the Kinks studio, Conk Studio. So the Kooks recorded at the Kinks Conk Studio, right. and that's KKK. <laughs> so you know what that means. Well, they wouldn't have liked the USC guy on there. Oh, he was an African American. Yes, fella? he was. What now? What's what's his uh, what's his what's his name? You don't know his name. At I all? I don't know. I don't right. know. You know? Okay, hold on. I'm it wasn't Rampage you. Jackson. I'm going to introduce you immediately. <laughs> the the guest is like raising his hand like he has answers. Okay, look. Here's who our guest is tonight. First of all, I'm going to tell you the topic. Our topic is the music of Tom Petty. You, I don't even know what I'm going to call this episode. I might call it Tom fucking Petty. That might, I mean, I'm going to call it Tom effing Petty. That's what I'm going to call it. Petty talk? Petty talk. I don't like Petty talk. Tom effing Petty? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, my guest tonight is, uh, is uh, from the time I met him and we talked music, Tom Petty's his guy. And when I mean his guy, I mean it's his lover. No. <laughs> It's his favorite artist of all time, of all time, right? I'm not saying your name yet. I don't want you to talk yet. Uh, it's your favorite artist of all time. And uh, my guest tonight is comedian Jeff Tate. Jeff, speak. Hello. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing very well. I, I, I thought maybe it was Rampage Jackson. Was it Rampage no, Jackson? No, I just looked it up. It's John Jones. Nope. You know, the Martian Manhunter. The Martian Manhunter from DC Comics <laughs> uh, fame from the Justice uh, League of uh, America. Yes. I know the name of one UFC fighter. Who is it? Because he was in the A-team. And it's Quentin Rampage Jackson. Yeah. All right. That's all I know. He he played uh, B.A. Baracus. Yep. He actually Beca- played Face, which is weird. That is weird. <laughs> he played B.A. B. That guy, I heard that guy doesn't, Rampage Jackson doesn't like to fly. They have to drug him whenever he has a... a well, they yeah. give him a cool glass of milk. Oh, is that what they do? And then, and then he wakes up and he's like... 
Well, it's what a TV happened? show. In the movie, they bang him yeah, on the they, head with they, something. Yeah, they hit him on the head. <laughs> what, like they, they a Three Stooges movie? They, give him a, they, like, they drug him with a needle, and yeah, he just falls dog, down. Yeah. yeah. They also weirdly do a thing at the beginning that explains why he's afraid to fly. I want you to tilt your mic down to your mouth. Yeah. Just tilt. No, you don't have to hold oh, it. Like you that? have to hold it like you're a, a sportscaster from I the 1940s. Hold it. I just hold it. I just, just lean just in a little bit. It. Just tilt it down a little bit. Oh, tilt it down. Okay. There you go. See, right oh, towards like your that. mouth. Okay. Yeah, that way your nose, uh, you don't have to talk with your nose. Sure. It's right by your mouth. Okay, so tell me what they, they explain in the... Uh, guys, if you just tuned in, we're talking about the... Uh, and who would just tune into a podcast? You can't just tune in. I'm going to go... Uh, we're not married. I'm going to go about 10 minutes in and see what the guest is saying. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, so you're, we're talking right now about the A-Team movie Yeah, with Bradley Cooper. I don't really want to. He just said a... But you had an anecdote. Guy, you seem to have an anecdote about it. I don't have an anecdote. I saw the movie, yeah. and they explain why he's afraid to fly. I, it's, it's not that bad of a movie to be honest. You, you told me yeah. it's a great movie. Yeah, I like it. You I own it. it a lot. I, I do own it. I, I bought it at, Bo- at Blockbuster, but you I own it own also. It. You two, I'm sitting with two guys <laughs> that own the A Team movie. I've probably seen it more times than I should have seen it because it, the the one that I have had a digital copy, uh-huh. and I don't have that many movies on my hard drive. Right. So yeah, when I end up in a when I end up in a hotel or a condo or uh-huh. something on the road where I don't have internet, yeah. I watch what's on my hard Between drive. So hard I drive. see the A Team. The A-Team's an easy rewatch because it's just a lot of dumb action. Jeff, you know a lot of guys when they're on the road, they just watch porn. I know, but but first of all, I said <laughs> he no, has no, no internet. Digital okay. porn. Makes me watch, uh, is how I watch that. <laughs> Secondly, I don't really like... Jessica Beals in that, though. Oh, that's true. That's pretty good. She's hot. I thought you didn't like Jessica Beals. I don't. I do. She's just the only girl that's in that movie. You yeah. can't, <laughs> it's too late to recast. <laughs> Let's go. We're going to go quiet. We're going to go around the horn. Jessica Beals or Jessica Alba? First off, it's just Beal. Jessica Beal or Jessica Albas? I don't know. I don't want to pick either one of them. I'll pick Albus Dumbledore. I don't, I don't want to pick either one. I don't think... Uh, Kai always had two Guinnesses tonight. He had two Guinnesses at the Jimmy Kimmel he's show. He's like a little guy, too, so he's probably a little it's hammered. a lot of Guinness. It's oh. definitely full. Speaking of which, is there only guys with weird beards? Is that the guys that own the A-Team movie? Because you guys, I'm, I'm going to get some razors in here. I do not have a weird beard. I have Look, a rad beard. No, your beard, it's gray down the middle. Well, that, I can't it's pointy, and it's pointy. And you're making it pointy because you keep pulling with it and playing yeah, it. Yeah, I just... I, and then it's like full on the... I mean, it's a good look. It's a good looking beard. It's... I don't... Why the beard, though? You used to not have a beard. I've had a beard every moment I've known you. I remember how long, once... How long have you known each other? I've, I've known him since he was three months old, and he did not have a beard then. <laughs> it was – when did we meet? It, I think it was either we, 08 or 09. It was you, that after – You were moving out here. Well, Jimmy introduced us yeah. at Sketchfest. Right. And then uh, – Then I saw you at Bloomington once, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then I, when I'm that, – that was after, though. Oh, okay. Well, then you were moving out here, and you said, hey, I've been looking for places to live. Uh, what do you know about Woodland Hills? And I said, well, Jimmy, I live I, in Woodland Hills. Jimmy was one of the few people I knew in L.A. at the time, so I talked to him. And I go, what do you know about Woodland Hills? My my wife found an apartment in Woodland uh-huh. Hills she likes, and we don't know. I don't know what the neighborhood yeah. is. And he goes, why don't – he goes, uh, you should talk – he told me that you live there. Yeah. And then he said something terrible about we should just – both jerk off onto the Damn the Torpedoes album cover. <laughs> okay, very nice. Uh, gee, and I got like, angry because like, you should not, you should be respectful. Yeah. Plus, I do it on the back of the cover because all, all the guys are on the back. Right. The front's where your signatures are. That's right. If I do it on the back, then I can just paste it right up on the wall. Look, and Jimmy couldn't have been more happy that he knew someone in Woodland Hills that he could direct you to so that he would never have to talk to you again about your move. Yeah. 
Because if you would have said, hey, do you know who lives here? And that was where he lived. He would, his head would have exploded. He would have moved out of there. So he wouldn't have to help you. Right. He would have been afraid yeah. that I would need help moving in or I would drop by or something. Exactly. All right. All of which I don't do. <laughs> I never. I don't drop by. You don't anyway. pop in? No. Like that Seinfeld episode, do the pop in? No, never. First of all, if you pop in, buddy, someone looks through their keyhole and sees you. Now, Jeff Tate, he looks like he's a biker. He's a biker. Do you own a motorcycle? No. But you look like you could be uh, in Hell's I Angels. Like I could be, but it's, Hell's it's Angels. convenient. Okay. Patrick. It's a look. I have, I have a denim jacket that I wear right. in the wintertime, mm-hmm. and I got very used to uh, the pockets that come with the denim jacket, yeah. and I really like having that many pockets. Okay. So I bought a sleeveless denim jacket mm-hmm. for the summertime. Mm-hmm. It has the same number of pockets. Right. Less, Just, sleeves, less sleeves, so I'm not hot. Same number of pockets, and then I can uh, put on my cool buttons. Look, I'm not saying you don't have a look, and I'm not, I'm not saying that the look you have is bad. I'm saying you, you do have a look. Like, when you step up on stage, you have to immediately smile, I assume, or people are going to think that, oh, we're going to get the angry comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I do not do comedy the way I look. No. I know that. I'm kind of a... a yeah, because you look funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What were we doing here? I don't know. We're no, about to. We're no, about to. We're going to talk Tom Petty. We're wasting a lot of time. I, okay. I have just real quick pages of notes. Okay, real quick. Um, how long? I'm going to ask you a couple of Tom Petty questions. How many times have you seen Mr. Petty in concert? I would say ten. Okay, maybe uh, more. You own everything. Everything. Day of release, you buy it. Every album that has come out since uh, April 13th, 1999, was the first time I bought a Petty album the okay. day it came out. Now I've uh, I've I've been day of purchase on Tom Petty since Hard Promises. Yeah, yeah, because I'm older than you. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's 1981. Yeah, I've been day. I mean, I was even tracking that. Uh, that Hard Promises was the one where he was he wasn't going to release. I'm not going to release it then, if, yeah. unless they're going to knock a buck off this. I'm not going to release it. They they tried to raise the price of all records. Yeah, on the goes, back of his record, and yes, he refused. He refused it to do it. No, even though, even though they were like, they're just going to do it on the next one, but right, they're but, not going to do, uh, do it. Not going to do it on mine. And I remember he was on Rolling Stone holding a dollar bill. Yeah, he released uh, the when they were refusing to do it. He turned the album in with the title eight ninety eight because they wanted to raise it to nine ninety eight. That's the best. And then I did not know that. That's when great. he did that, they relented. They were like, okay, <laughs> that's great. That is great. Yeah, and this is oh. this is right on the heels of suing the record company in 79 this guy will tom petty doesn't he look billy joel always says he doesn't take any shit but paul tom petty or paul petty uh <laughs> both of the petty brothers he tom petty really doesn't take any shit no he'll quit yeah he, he will quit he will done. go home fuck it i yeah. don't care it's pretty rad all right so what we're gonna do tonight folks we're gonna it's, it's strictly tom petty music um you're gonna hear uh, you're gonna hear uh, something off of every album. Jeff sent me his list, and I got to tell you, his list was so good that sometimes I didn't even pick a song because I'm I'm like, oh, he's he's covered it pretty well with that song. So um, this is what we're gonna do. If you like Tom Petty, stick around. If you don't like Tom Petty, we apologize to you. But by the end of the show, you will like Tom. Petty. And who doesn't fucking like Tom Petty? Yeah, who doesn't? I Are think you telling you me really that, get down to it? He might not be your favorite. He may not be your you favorite. Don't hate him. But hate you're him. gonna. But you're gonna go. Oh yeah, that guy's got at least. He, that guy's got at least ten solid tunes that everyone likes. At least. I mean, just American Girl, Breakdown, they played Free about, Fallen. They played about three Tom Petty songs tonight when we were waiting for the Boston's to fuck around. Really? Like over the loud? Over, yeah. Uh, new ones or old ones? Or don't you know? You just know it was Tom Petty. It was like it was old ones. That's great. Yeah. He's, I mean, he, he did the Super Bowl halftime show 
And you know, how many people have songs where a hundred thousand people at the Super Bowl know all the words? Know all the words exactly. That's it's rare. When I hear American Girl, I want to grab a, a fat girl and throw her and drug her, throw her in the back of a van, take her to my house, and keep her in a hole in my house and throw lotion down to her. Right? They that's don't all do. have perfect associations, but that one does. That's, that's, a, that's silence in Silence of the Rams. Of the Rams. Yeah. Silence yeah, of yeah, the Rams? Is that silence what you said? Silence of the Rams, yeah. Silence that's a 30 for 30 about moving the L.A. Rams. <laughs> you saw Silence of the Lambs, right? Yeah, I know what you're That's the about. song that's playing when he yeah, yeah, takes I know that, that girl. You did? Oh, you looked at me like you didn't even know what I was talking about. Then I did. No, he had, he had, a, look, he had a look on his face. Uh, not what are you talking about. Why yeah, are you talking about it? Yeah, that's it was, why. Uh, now one more thing couple more things about Jeff and then we're going to get going here we, we will take a picture of him tonight he's got a Tom Petty pin on his uh, on his jean three. jacket vest okay okay easy <laughs> he's got an echo pin which no one would know what it was except me because I'm a big fan and big yeah. fans would know he's got the logo on it what do you got tattooed on your arm there I got the the Heartbreakers logo the flying V through the heart yeah tattooed on and my what arm. is that other thing this other thing is a Native American hieroglyph that oh, means okay. brothers mm-hmm that my brother and I, we added our beards to it, and then we both got it tattooed on our arms. Well, what is great about tattoos is that you can get them removed. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and what's on what's your other arm? What do you got? State of Ohio? With Cincinnati right there. Okay. Show a little pride, and then... Is that in case at night you get lost, you don't know where you're going? Yeah, this, I need to go here. <laughs> and what's the other, what's on your wrist? The wrist one say. It says, be calm. Okay. I got that right after I got divorced, and okay. I was just freaking out constantly, right. yelling at everybody and Are being a real asshole. You're, you're calm now, though. Yeah, yeah. This It doesn't really apply uh-huh. anymore. I just look at it, and it's kind of a reminder of, like, don't go back to that place. Good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. And for God's sake, don't do it tonight. Just no, be don't calm. do it tonight, yeah. No, you can get excited tonight because we're going to talk about Tom Petty. So let's start. Here's where we're going to start. I, I have a feeling that if you don't like Tom Petty, my enthusiasm will carry you through the That's rest true. of the next 85 minutes. That's true. I, I, I think you're right. So um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers hail from where? Gainesville, Florida. Have you been to Gainesville? I have been to Gainesville. Strictly I, because of Tom Petty no, starting but there? check this out. Okay. I worked in a town. There used to be a comedy club in a town called Ocala, Florida, 30 miles south of Gainesville. Okay. First time I worked there, I drove there from Cincinnati mm-hmm. because I thought Florida is in Florida is just past Georgia. Atlanta is seven hours away. This right. will be easy. Turned out I was like completely wrong. It's nope. as far from Atlanta as Cincinnati is. You from actually, Atlanta. you actually have Florida tattooed on your arm as well. Yeah, with a, li- <laughs> a line with a circle. Uh, on my way down, I was with my friend Alex. Uh, uh, Alex is a great guy. We drove all the way. We drove all the way in one day. We get to Gainesville. Uh-huh. There's an exit off 75 okay. for 441. Oh, and I was like, that'll fall one. Just wait. We're gonna go do something that's gonna. You're gonna get real bored but I'm going to sit here for 30 minutes and hear the cars roll by. And I just got out and laid on the roof of my car for 30 minutes just so I could hear the cars roll by out on 441. What did those cars sound like? Like waves crashing on the beach. You got it. Okay. (laughs) All right. So uh, let's talk about Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. If you are really into them, you you probably have seen the, uh, the documentary, which is four hours long. And I know you think, I can't watch a documentary about one band for four hours. And let me tell you, you absolutely can. Yeah. That thing flies by like it's 90 minutes. Yeah. It's so good. So, uh, well paced, well done. Yes. And they did so much interesting shit in the last 40 years. Yeah. That it doesn't really get 
They never really dragged. And I don't know I don't know who thought to have like a Super 8 camera around back then, but they have amazing footage, like footage that you'd be like, how do they have this? Right, I don't right. have footage of me when I'm a baby, and they've got every single... Well, I know, but there's footage of Petty running around in his front yard dressed up like a cowboy yeah. in the beginning, and he's like... Couldn't be more than three years old. Yeah, it's ridiculous. How did they have that in 1954? Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. But uh, we're going to start. We're going to start with uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. They released their first album in November uh, 9th, 1976. Uh, bicentennial year. Yeah, two years before I was born. Two years before you were born. I was 12 at this time, but I had not. I was not yet a Tom Petty uh, Disciple. No one was. No one was. No. Not on November 9th, 1976. Even though this album includes two of his uh, most popular songs, Breakdown and American Girl. Yeah. And American Girl, it, it closes out the album, which is over. Now that would be like track one. It feels, it feels weird in hindsight that that's not the first track. Right. It does. But it, the first track is really good. The first track uh, is really good. And the first track is, uh, is called Rockin' Around With You. We're not going to play that, but we are going to play. Uh, we're going to play a song that, uh, that you picked called Anything That's Rock and Roll. All the songs in the album are written by uh, Tom Petty, except for two songs uh, that are written by Petty and Campbell. And this is the first one. Let's hear Anything That's Rock and Roll. That was a little longer clip than we normally play, but I did not pick a song for uh, that album because I'm totally down with anything that's rock and roll is fine. I just wanted it to get through the chorus yeah. and the verse, and that's like the that's the fifth track on the album, yeah. and he's already like defiant, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. my fa- that's probably my favorite part of Tom Petty and the yeah. Heartbreakers is his eternal defiance. There are songs like I Won't Back Down that are explicitly defiant, right. but just as a body of work, yeah. I feel like defiant is the main. Right. Like you want to, you want to, you, you know, everyone wants to be like that, but you can't, not everyone can go through their personal life and act like that, even though you want to. I, I, I try to. I try to do. Be calm. What? Uh, <laughs> I try to do what I think he would do. Because I, I feel like uh, if you pick a role model, that's not a bad role model to pick. So you're going to have WWTP? What would uh, Tom Petty, WWTPD put on your arm? What would Tom Petty do? Or are you going to no. say, Kyle, Kyle, you moved into the mic? Yeah, I was going to say, he, well, he he only pays eight ninety eight for his albums. He just throws that on the counter <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Yeah. You, do, you go, exact I don't change. care how much it is. Exact change. Take it or leave it. Start beeping. I'm done. Beep, beep. Hey, follow that guy. Oh, nope, I paid my eight ninety eight. No, that guy looks like he's I a do it on angel. A, <laughs> it's, easy, it's easy to do on iTunes because I just don't get the whole record. <laughs> well, some records nowadays, you don't want the whole thing. Most. Most, you're right. I, uh, iTunes has made it okay to make real shitty records. Yes, it has. Uh, buy the first three songs and you're good. Good. 
Um, this album is only is just just a little over thirty minutes long. It's a short it's ten songs. A, it's kind of a punk record, but they're from mm-hmm. the south. Yeah, so, and they uh, they actually played up that they they look a little punky on those first three albums. But I don't think that was them. Like that was that's clearly a record label choice. Yeah, like but hey, they, wear these jackets and the striped uh, the the horizontal striped shirts they would wear sometimes. Yeah, but they were just a bunch of guys from the south that wanted to right. make pop songs. Right. So when you're southern and you make pop songs and you and you don't want to do those big long like right. what was popular in '76 that wasn't. Uh, disco. I know. It was like Zeppelin and uh, uh, Pink Floyd. Yeah. So they wanted to do just pop songs, but they're because yeah. like the southern skin- guys, so it comes out like right. this. And yeah, because the skinny tie stuff, like the the the, the knack and the and Blondie and stuff like that, didn't come in for about a couple years later. And then they then they went to England and got put on tours with uh, the Sex Pistols and Elvis Costello and guys like that. Right. And they're not. They, they. It doesn't seem like they're. Right. Like in hindsight, that seems wrong, but at the time, it probably seemed fine. Right. You're right. Nick Lowe, they were touring with Nick Lowe. I'm surprised they never uh, hooked up with Lowe to produce something for them. That would be a good combination, I think. Back then. Back then? Uh, they were all jammed up with Denny Cordell. Yeah. Well, let's get to the. Uh, okay. And uh, scale of one to 10, what do you give that first album? Would I give the first album? Yeah. That's, uh, scale of one to 10. 10 being the most. 10. Ten. Why do people say ten being the most? That's the universal, like thing. That's universally accepted. Ten. Everyone says that. No one goes ten being the worst. It's probably been that way since forever because number one would sound like the first time somebody did it, they were probably like, "No, ten's the most," because you would think the one would be the. Oh, best. Did you see that girl? Yeah. She's totally a one. She's a one. She's number one. Yeah, she's number one. Yeah, she's one, number one on my she's, list. She's totally like she's super great. Yeah. Oh, you're into weird chicks, but cool, yeah. man. All right. So let's move on to the second album, which is called uh, "You're Gonna you're, Get You're it. Gonna Get It." Right there, he's already being a uh, feisty. This feisty. Came... I was. I thought we were having a back and forth. No, not you. I'm talking about Tom Petty. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, this comes out uh, about a year and a half later. We're in. Uh, we're in 1978. And uh, what song did you pick? I picked the title track. You're gonna. You're get gonna it. get it. It starts off. Check out. We haven't. We're not gonna play it. We're going to play it right now, but check out the way it's, it starts out so fucking cool. Am I allowed to curse on this? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's explicit. It starts out. It's unbelievable how this song starts, and I, not a lot of petty songs start like this. Okay. Let's hear it. You're going to get it. I don't want you no more. Ain't going to give any more than you give to me. I don't want you. That's okay though. You got to get to that 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 Mike Campbell that just that guitar is so cool, and it's just it's just exactly what the song needs. Yeah, it's, it's just nothing a, extra. It's like a little chord, just a But there are like I was I was looking at uh, everything mm-hmm. over the last two weeks or whatever since I knew we were going to do this. Yeah, 
and there's not that many petty songs that start with him with him with just him coming right in there and the line that we faded out on was uh i can't crawl any further you never crawled for me yeah yeah that is so fucking yeah Yeah. cool (laughs) yeah you 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 bitch that's what he's saying right calling that woman well yeah yeah but yeah i don't know that he would He's probably a southern gentleman, right. so he he would imply it. So he'd throw around the c word. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I uh, I'm down with that song too, but I I did pick one off. I actually picked two, but I, I gotta. I think I know what you picked. <sighs> I love Magnolia, but we're not gonna we won't play that. So you're not playing Magnolia. I'm not gonna play. So you're Mag- gonna play No Second Thoughts. Yes, please, No Second Thoughts. Love it. Uh, that's fucking that's like an amazing. Old, that's like an old Stones album cut. Yeah. Now, let like, me tell you. Let me. This album. This album comes in at under thirty minutes. This is like twenty nine minutes thirty eight seconds. For me, I like this album better than the first album. See, that's what that's what's hard about this one to ten rating. I don't know how to take anything off of the first album. Right. But the second album, I do like the second album better. Yeah. We, well, okay. So they're both tens, but we like the second album better. Yeah, yeah. And it I is. Think- it is. It is. They really. I mean, it's to say it's a lot better sounds like the first one's no good. But to me, it as but much as the I the second one is the first one is great. It's great, and but the this second is one is better. somehow better. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. And this is before. This is before damn the torpedoes. This is before anyone even knows anything about them. This is, and this album didn't get any hits, no airplay, really. You know what I mean? There's no hits off this. No, not, not I guess, at the time, but there's been some ones that have really stood the test. You right. Know? Like, I need to know and listen to her harder right, from this. She, yeah, you're right. I need to know. And, and, uh, uh, yeah, but I mean, but as far as like chart anything, nothing right now. I think when I got, I got these two albums at the same time. Like if this was now, if this was 2014 and this is the second album from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, they, they lose their record deal. Back then you didn't. Yeah, that's probably you. You got to you got to make more albums, but now it's like ah, uh, you guys didn't produce. Well, they would they they wouldn't lose their record deal. We would just not know about it. They'd be on like Lost Highway or something. Yeah, or they'd maybe be, Bloodshot. They'd probably be, be on like the smaller right, right. And they would be a country band. Yeah, that's how they would be. That's where they would be placed now is the right. country because yeah. if you're from the south and you make rock and roll now. They call you a country artist. Right. If there's any type of twang in a song at all. Right. It's like country. Jason Isbell makes amazing rock and roll records now, but he's called alt country because he's from Alabama. Yeah, I'll pretend like I know who that is and agree with but that. But it's that's the same thing with the Heartbreakers is in 1976, they could drive to Los Angeles and yeah. be called rock and roll. Right. But the, these two albums released now are not called rock and roll. Because no. rock and roll is garbage <laughs> now. Right, and that this would be placed somewhere else. He'd be called a singer songwriter, or mm-hmm. but he would be on a smaller label. He wouldn't lose the deal, but he right. would still he would still somehow sell less records right. than he did then. And uh, I just have I have such a I remember when all of these albums came into my life. Mm-hmm. I got this in the summer of 1999. I turned 21, mm-hmm. and for my birthday, a girl I worked with at the restaurant I waited tables at bought me both of these albums 
and you weren't a top you weren't a Tom Petty fan at that point. No, I was. It was right after. See, we're going to get to it because okay. we're doing the albums chronologically. Yes, we are in their chronology. If yes. we were doing them in my chronology, okay. we would have started with Echo. Right. So Echo came out. We would have started 99. twelve albums in. Yeah. Well, it's, I had. We'll, we'll get to it when we get yeah. to Echo. But uh, so I got Echo, and that was the moment where I was like. Oh, I have to go get the rest of these. It wasn't the first one I had, right? But but you're like, I have to get all I these got right super now. Super locked in at that point, mm-hmm. and so I was like trying to collect them up, and uh, it, like you couldn't go to even then you couldn't go to like Best Buy, no, and they would have every Heartbreakers. No, album. no, and there was no Amazon. No, yeah, no. Like, you had to see it was, a, it was you had to seek it out. You were like you were like on a treasure no, hunt. I didn't even know about like you just independent record stores or anything yeah. yet, and. No. So I would like I would I would just go to like you like half price books or whatever and try to find whatever they had used, mm-hmm. and then she bought me these two, and I I listened to them I listened to the first one first mm-hmm. and the second one second, the second one starts with when the time comes yeah great song and then by the time he finishes the sentence I don't want you no more yeah and you're gonna get it I was like that gave me chills up my gut. And I was like, this is the fucking coolest. This like, is the best guy ever. And then I just drove around and listened to those two albums for a month until I was able to find another one. But that's like these two feel like one album to right. me because of when I got them. And because they're an hour, it's an hour total. Yeah. I mean, you could burn both of these onto one CD now and yeah. it's it's a jam. If you purchase them from a legal download, da- like legally download them. Mm-hmm. And then burn them for I'm your talking, own use. I'm talking about taking them in, taking your physical copy, <laughs> loading it into your your you can iTunes. Take both physical copies and yeah. make one physical copy. Right, or you exactly. could buy both albums on iTunes and just burn it to one yeah. CD. Yeah, you could buy them both. On <laughs> now let's get to we we've done shows here uh, on Rock Solid about that all important third album, and this is one that I featured on that show. Born to Run. I featured. I did feature Born to Run. I think, but uh, but I, I take I take Damn the Torpedoes over. Born to Run, and I take Damn the Torpedoes over any Springsteen album any day of the week. Well, I do too, but that's sh- more shocking for me to hear you say. <laughs> Why is that? I thought you were a bigger Springsteen fan. No, no, you talk I'm about a, Springsteen I'm a, a huge, lot. I'm a huge Springsteen fan, but I, I think I do like Tom Petty better than Springsteen. There's no, I definitely like Damn the Torpedoes better than any Bruce Springsteen album. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. This album. I, now you were talking about remembering about an album. This was my. I remember. I heard. Here comes my girl. That that. This is my first introduction to Tom Petty. It was here comes my girl. No, not here comes my girl. I'm so sorry. Never mind about. It, it was not that. It was. Uh, I know. I fucked up. <laughs> it's. It's. Uh, and I'm not gonna edit my fuck ups out. I'm gonna leave it in. I heard. Don't do me like that. And that song does sound punky to me. And then when I see this album cover. He looks like he looks like Nick Gilder, Hot Child in the City on this cover. <laughs> he looks like a punk on this cover. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, an interesting choice. Black is, jacket, red t-shirt, red backdrop. Yeah, I mean, he's got the Rickenbacker, but at that point, I don't know that that's a jangly guitar that the birds would use. I just think, hey, that guy's got a cool guitar, and he looks like a punk to me. He's real skinny. Yeah. And uh, as soon as I saw that cover, I'm like, oh, I gotta, I'm buying this album. Oh, that song's on it? Oh, I'm going to buy this. And this whole thing... This is another 10. There's three 10s in a row, but to me, this is, this is the best of the three, but they're it's all 10s. Be, it's going to be. It's the best of the three. They're all 10s. This is, a, this is a 10 and a half. This is a 10 and a half. If you can do it. The first two are 10s. The second one is a little bit like I would write it in a bigger font. Uh-huh. 
and this one is a ten and a half. This album, I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna be a while before I'm not saying ten. <laughs> you know what? It's gonna be a while before I don't say ten either. I agree with you. But it's, let's listen to uh, from Dan the Torpedoes. It's let's just let's hear. Here comes my girl. Every now and then I get down to the end of a day. I have to stop. Ask myself so, why I'm not. It just seems so useless to have to work so hard and nothing ever really seemed to come from it. Literally getting a chill from these lines. And then she looks me in the eye and says, we're going to last forever. And you know I can't begin to die. No, it just feels so good, so free, so right. I know we know no change our minds about it. Hey, here comes my girl. And whoever the girl is, at the time when you hear this song, this song's about that girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Don't stop it yet. Don't stop. Okay. There's, there's something very specific I want to have okay. happen. Okay. Keep playing it, Kyle. Watch your wall. That. All right. It's just um. That's such a cool. He just mutters. Watch your wall. This is just this this song I can listen to. This is a mental patient song for me. I can listen to this song nonstop like a mental patient. He's I've heard him do it two times live, mm-hmm. and it's so – I fucking love it. I cannot believe that he isn't doing some album shows and playing like Damn the Torpedoes at one of those nights. That's – I. It would, it, would, it would simultaneously ruin my life and make my life <laughs> if he did that. Like I wouldn't know – I would go bankrupt. I – I don't even know what the phrase damn the torpedoes means. Damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. It's a Navy term. Whatever it is, it sounds great. It means, here's what it means. It means, fuck it, man, let's go. That's what it means, right? Because uh, the, it was like a World War II term where mm-hmm. submarines, they did, like, Germany had submarines. Right. And they would shoot at the, at the boats. And there's like this famous uh, admiral, like Admiral Farragut or something. Yeah, David Farragut. He say uh, his famous saying, like somebody said something we about We don't say they, that word on this show that's derogatory to gay people. Farragut. Admiral? <laughs> now look. Submarine? Maybe. I'm going to have to edit this out. He just go, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. And it makes, the, this, that they had to have gotten the name once they figured out. Mm-hmm. Because before the album came out, that was their attitude. Yeah. Because this is the album that changed everything for rock and roll bands. Yeah. Not, I mean, musically, it probably did too. And it certainly did for both of us. But totally did. Uh, he sued the record company. Yeah. You, the artist doesn't sue the record company. No. He, was, he had a debt he could never repay, so he filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. And uh, got all of his publishing back. Yeah. Changed the way contracts were written. Yep. He would send his roadie out with the master tape so he could, yeah. he would, they would record and then he would go to court. And so he would send the roadie out to drive around so he could say without perjuring himself, I don't know where the tapes are. Right. Exactly. This is all in the documentary. And they were going to not release this album. Yeah. That's crazy. They were going to fucking scrap it and go home and just get jobs. Yep. Just work uh, landscaping. Tom Petty and the landscapers. Yeah. Tom Petty and the landscapers. <laughs> Let's. Uh... <laughs> I have to hear uh, I have to hear even the losers.
so good. Defiant. This I know this whole album. I just got a weird. Don't do me like that. Defiant. Yeah. Right. That's a mud crutch. What are song. you? What are you doing in my life? D- don't do me like that's a mud crutch song. Yeah. They they uh, they played it one day to warm up in the studio, and Jimmy Iovine was like, you the, "Put, put, put that on that the album." What is, what is that song? <laughs> Maybe you guys record that. Uh, I just had a weird moment where right where you started that song, mm-hmm. that's one of my ringtones. Oh, really? And it's the one I set uh, to wake up to. Okay. And so I just had a weird like that moment in my chest where I'm like. <gasps> I gotta wake up. You yes. woke up. Oh, you're late for school. I Jeff, have a test. Jeff, Jeff, you're late for school. Well, it wasn't my ringtone when I had tests and school no, and shit. <laughs> but like, just like I had that, uh, like a emotional, like a muscle memory when it starts up. Cause that's right where it starts too with the, that right. part. That's one of my, that, I'm so glad you have the two that you picked were the two that I was debating mm-hmm. between. And what did you pick? For this one, here comes my girl. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we just played it. Oh yeah, uh, I'm done. But I was debating between taking a chunk from "Here Comes My Girl" and taking a chunk from "Even the Losers," and the same with "No Second Thoughts." I'm going to tell you, you can. We we could have almost picked any song from any of these first three albums, and it would have been fine with. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Louisiana Rain is yeah. Louisiana Rain is a country song. That is a country song. Fucking great. Yep. And it's it's one of the few times that he did sort of uh, let somebody else tell him what to do because. There was a there's lyrics in it about mm-hmm. cocaine, yeah, and he changed them to um, uh, the original lyric was is just amino poison that I took up my nose. Thank mm-hmm. God for long neck bottles, the angels antidote, and he had to change it to uh, something else. The Encyclopedia Petty just walked in the door. Oh yeah, I know, name, all this, I know all this shit. It's Jeff Goddamn Tate. That's well, how you go. The, live, the live version on the live anthology of Louisiana Rain has the original lyrics on it. And there's a demo version on the on playback on the box set. This this biker that came in tonight to co-host with me, he's not fucking around. <laughs> All right, so we're, let's jump. Uh, it's yeah. my favorite thing, man. It's if somebody if I ended up in a situation where somebody was like, you can only listen to one band for the rest of your life, it would probably take you a while to figure out. It would take you a while to figure out. It, it would, would take me. Like I, w- I would have to wait for them to stop talking right. to answer, and that's it. You're right. It would take me a while because I'd be like, oh, Jesus, Queen. I mean, I say Cheap Trick's my favorite band, but do I want to – I've heard it so much. Do I want to keep listening to it? You know, Is it the Ramones? Uh, maybe there's not enough levels to the Ramones. I don't know. But Heartbreakers. Yeah, it, I'm already done. <laughs> it, it's no question. Uh, is without a doubt, and I do that sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I'll take everything off my iPod but the Heartbreakers because I get tired of <laughs> of something deciding. shitty creeping up. Yeah, I, there's nothing worse than God. putting your iPod on shuffle and it's and not the, the Heartbreakers. And then the Beatles pop in <laughs> or the Stones. Yeah, Listen, one man, band to, to pick one band would it would be tough for the me. The Stones at this point have as many bad albums as good, and by the time we get done with this list. It's a no-brainer. They've already recorded another bad one. <laughs> By the time we're done, that's oh yeah, I should have said that. God damn All it, right. that was really here we go. That was good, you know, the kid has the kid has chops. Um, <laughs> yeah, mutton I, I chops. Do. Mutton <laughs> chops. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're gonna shave both of you tonight. He's got a weirder beard than me because his is a beard, but not a beard. He, he shaved one little line out of uh, it. He says that that's because in case he meets Hulk Hogan, they can kiss and their their, their facial yeah. hair won't touch. Is that? <laughs> Wait, so you, oh, it's you a long a, way to go. I'm, a I'm like, negative Fu Manchu. It's a yeah, long way like to go the, for a bit. Uh, the NWO Hulk Hogan, <laughs> <laughs> like everything that was black when he had it was in NWO. Yeah. 
All right. Well, never mind. Here we go. Look, we we got to move on. We are uh, we're thirty nine minutes in, and if we want to get to songs from every album, we got to get moving. Holy shit, we're thirty nine. Okay, go 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 go. Hard promises. Hard promises. Where do you rank it? What do you give it? One to ten. I give it a ten. Ten. Yeah, big ten. Yeah. It's um, it's 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 not it's not as good as damn the torpedoes, but it's but but for a reason I can't put my finger on. I can't either. But, but because it, I love every single song on it, every single song, almost more like there are songs on here that like give track one to track one track. Like, how do you if you go track one to track one? Because there's I think there's uh, there's ten on this nine on the on other this, um, nine on yeah. the other uh, refugee versus the waiting. Yeah. I, how do you how do you do that? Yeah. Woman in love versus here comes my girl. How do you do that? It's hard. It's it's extremely difficult. It's I think the only like I think King's Road and what are you doing in my life? Match up perfectly. I like both those songs the mm-hmm. same. One step below all the other songs. Right. But uh, a thing, Better than a any thing about song, you. But less than the other Petty songs. A thing about you, Insider, letting you go, something big. Oh, my God. I love something big. What did you, Ooh, what did you so pick? Much. What? What? What's uh, going on? All right. Let's do. Let's play the clip that I picked. Do you have a different clip? I have a different clip here. Yeah. All right. Let's play the clips, and then I have a lot to talk about. There's which only is one Hard Promises song in here. What is it? It's Night Watchman. All right. Well, then oh. we'll just have to. I'll plug in over here. I have the. Uh, no, it's okay. You, I have. I'll show a, you my list right here of that's hard promises. That's what I picked. What does it say? That's it's not, "Woman in Love" from two forty eight on. Oh, well, how come I don't have that? I don't. Did have, I type in the wrong thing? For no, you? no, no. I, I I missed it. But I have it, and I'm going to play it. And you want to start "Woman in Love" from where? Two minutes and forty eight seconds in, only because this is a very interesting part of the song. Okay, hold on a second. Two minutes and forty-eight seconds. I'm getting there, guys. Hang out there. We're, we're okay. Anyway, the song is called "A Woman oh, in Love," but it's not me. It was a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers single. It was released at the same time as "Stop Dragging My Heart Around." Mm. Nice bass. It's so great. Uh, my favorite part of that is. Oh, there we go. It's still playing. <laughs> my favorite part of that is uh, the first two verses. They have that same feel where it all drops down yeah. and it's him singing over the bass. And right when the verse is over, there's a drum fill mm-hmm. that kind of lets you off the hook. Yeah. And at the end of the last verse, there isn't that drum fill. So it leaves you it, like the, it holds mm-hmm. and then goes into the chorus and then the drums come back in. So it doesn't let you off the hook. It leaves you feeling uneasy because this girl left him. Right. So he doesn't get like it makes it like he made the song mm. work in a way where you feel like it, like you don't get the closure that you got on the first right. two with that third one. 
and I love the way he sings on this. I love that. You know, I love that. I just love the way. I love that Tom Petty voice. I don't understand what she needed. needed. I know. I gave her everything. She threw it all away on nothing. nothing. Who I, the fuck is that girl? Was all, that the Here Comes My Girl girl? I don't know, but these girls are all bitches. They're just. <laughs> it's gir- girls make the girls make all the songs good. I want to move on, and since you pontificated so much on that song, and that's great, we're gonna let's do, let's first of all we give this a ten. Uh, we can't. We can't. We can. We'll go quicker over the next one then, because I want to mention this. This album has such a a place for me in okay, my life. Okay, tell us. Tell us. Uh, I have two comedy records. Okay. The first you one, do. I ha- I do. Can we buy these on iTunes? Yeah, you can buy them on iTunes. Uh, what are they called? I Got Potential and okay. Just Another Clown. Okay. I Got Potential is in the song Night Watchman. <laughs> and Just Another Clown is in the song Something Big. Well, we can, uh, we can look forward to... Uh, I pull... To uh, what's what you have? You must have a title for the third album. Not yet, not yet. But it's going to be from a. It's going to be from a petty song. All right. My uh, there are petty references in mm-hmm. my liner notes. All right. Uh, the, all the, all weird. It's just for me and my brother. <laughs> I know. And like you would probably get it. Yeah. But my brother and my best friend. They really get it. Yeah. It's just it's it's little it's just little things for them. And if somehow, if somehow, Tom Petty comes across one of these, maybe he'll he'll be like. Hey, I think this guy might be a fan. <laughs> uh, and did, did you want to play another? You just wanted to say that. You didn't I just want wanted to, to talk oh. about hard, hard Promises was also a big one. Yeah. I had to quit doing, I was doing too much cocaine. Whoa. Hey, I had to wait leave. a minute. This was in Siegel here. Yeah. Mike Siegel. He's another one. Of our co- a lot of my, a couple of my co-hosts are on the, on the powder, on the this white, on the, the China late, white. This was in the late nineties and okay. I was doing, uh, I was doing this Mino poison. That I took out my nose. Yeah, where do you get that? Where do you even get it? Where do you get cocaine? From a cook at a restaurant. You go into the back how of any you, restaurant. How do you know he, any cook has it? Not any cook, but you how can do you know? Tell. How do you know that this guy has it? I would be the guy. I would I walk was, up to I someone and ask a, to buy cocaine, and then be like, "What? Well, you don't. You there generally. There's a pre-existing relationship, and then you meet someone who knows how to get cocaine, and then you find out from them where they get it. And then I you don't get even it know the guy who knows the guy to get the cocaine. It's not that hard. Now that now that it's been said on your show, someone will just email you probably because that's the. Are they going to email me some cocaine? Is that how it works? Why open <laughs> a fu- some, Why open a file? It'll just be a blank thing. It's, I know this from doing stand up. When I would tell stories from then, from that yeah. time period, when I would tell stories like I have this story about I used to do acid. I don't anymore. Right. I say that on stage whenever I would do this bit mm-hmm. at the end of the show. Someone would be like, "You want some acid?" Like, I what? just said so I you don't heard the do word it. acid, don't, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, I left town. I left. I was living in Dayton. So you should try to do that, though, with chicks. Like, uh, yeah, man, I like pussy. And then afterwards, <laughs> some girl will walk up and go, hey, you want some pussy? People, people, I know people that do that. I don't. I've never trolled from stage. And uh, I have a girlfriend now, so I wouldn't. Oh, what's I her name? Even, what's her her name? name's Tina. She's a great lady. She lives in Cincinnati. What if you told me that she hates Tom Petty? <laughs> no, we. I would not have said she. I would have said I met this girl that hates Tom Petty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I would never have talked. Do to you her like again. her enough that if she did hate Tom Petty, you would still like her? I don't like anybody that doesn't like Tom Petty. <laughs> <laughs> you like, and Ky- you and Kyle are gonna have problems. Well, no, I don't I like have to. to I, like, I don't kidding, have to live with I'm them kidding. or ride around in a car with them. That's true. I briefly dated a girl uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. who didn't like Tom Petty. Oh boy, and I was like. 
this probably isn't a big deal. I'll listen to him. And then I was like, well, what the fuck? This is fucking stupid. I can't ever listen to him. Fuck this girl. What kind of garbage she likes and I there, can't listen there to There goes that girl. Yeah. Yeah, there goes that girl. And then you Watch and her, her walk away. Then you Go. and her get stranded on a desert island and you've only got Tom Petty with you because that's the only thing you were allowed to bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, and then I eat her or whatever. Yeah, you have to kill her and eat her. Before. And then you, make, then, then you meet a guy named Wilson and he's your pal for the yeah. rest of the duration. I kill, I kill that girl. I eat her. And then I eat all the food I have with me. Like I already have food. Like in this idea, like I just do that right away. She probably would fucking kill herself if all that she had to listen to was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Right. And I was the only other person there. She'd be like, this is not going to be fun This is not going to be fun for me at all. Yeah, you should barbecue me. And then jumps off a thing. How long would your beard be? If, well, I'm starting from, a, I have a head start. So if I got stranded now, yeah, hopefully if I ever crazy. get stranded, I will have trimmed up right before I left town. Uh, but this album really got me through. Uh, that time period when I was trying to quit doing drugs and quit, gotcha. I had just gone through a uh, bad breakup. I've never had a good breakup, but I seem to have these like spectacularly bad ones. <laughs> Whenever they're bad, they are spectacularly bad. Do you? Uh, so you made some hard promises to yourself, yeah, not to do some. No, and I had no idea that that, that this album would would do it fit then. in because yeah. I didn't have it. I was leaving Dayton. I bought it. I bought it on cassette, right? Uh, and. I just listened to it constantly and it really, really, cause it's got a couple of songs letting you go. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm having trouble. There's no one as honest as those in pain. Yeah. What a great fucking line. I know. It's a jangly pop song. <laughs> and those two, those two fucking Stevie Nicks mm-hmm. duets. Yep. Unbelievably good. There's almost again, 10 big font, 10 insider. One of the best songs of all time and might not even be the best song on the album. Now, let me ask you this. One to ten. These are, this is a ten. We got four tens in a row now. Springsteen yeah. does not have four tens in a row. No. He doesn't. No. All right. Let's move on to number five. I know you're passionate about it, but if we want to get to all these, we've no, got that to keep was, I wanted to say my piece about right. Horror Promises and about what it meant to me with my own albums and my life. All right. And that's why you're here. Yeah. Amen. God bless you. All right. Uh, then we got... Uh, and again, this is this is Hard Promises eighty one eighty two. We get another album, Long After Dark, right away. And um, and uh, let's play. What was your song that you picked? I forget what you picked. You um, picked Straight Into Darkness. Straight Into Darkness. Let's hear yeah. Straight Into Darkness first. Why don't I pop your list up here? And that way, I don't have to keep asking. We got to do some quick Tom Petty history here. This is the third album to be co-produced with Jimmy Iovine. Yeah, it's probably the first one to be co-produced by him because I think he straight up produced the other two. Uh, I'm going by Wikipedia, and they say they they both say Jim I, Jim Iovine and Tom Petty. All unless, three of them say that. Yeah, and unless right. Wikipedia is wrong. No, but, I, didn't, um, I didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is Jimmy Iovine. Long After Dark is a different album for them because it's 
that's this is straight up power pop. The album is yeah, like, like, like Matthew Sweet right. who did Long After Dark, and they get uh, they get for the rest of time, and they get um, they get a, a, a gigantic video on MTV with You Got Lucky right this, at the start of MTV. Yeah, they make that cool ass Mad Max video. This post apocalyptic. If you watch it now, it's silly. And it's my least favorite song on the album. Yeah, but it's got that line, uh, you got lucky when I found you. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's still, there's still that defiance. That yeah, absolutely. I don't mean, believe me, when I say it's my least favorite song on the album, I do not mean it is not a good song. No, it's a 10. <laughs> I mean, it's a great song. But it's, um, And we've got, we, we haven't talked about the band. We got, we got Ben Montench This is the first the album with Howie. This is the first album with Howie. Uh, Ron Blair, the original bass player. Uh, decides touring's too much for him. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. They were doing 200, 200 shows a year and then making an album, and, and he just couldn't do it. Too much. So he takes it. He he's out. Yeah, he quits. Opens still up their, a, still their friend, right? Still friends. Still friends. We'll find out later. He, but he opens a surf shop in right. Tarzana, and he then he cherry picks uh, Del Shannon's bass player, Howie Epstein, and uh, and then Stan Lynch is still on drums, and Mike Campbell, who is who is. The right hand man. He's the right hand man. He, that's this is this is Pant, Plant and Page. This is Tyler and Perry. Not Tyler Perry. It's not Tyler Perry. It's like yeah, Stephen Tyler, Tyler Joe, and Joe Perry. Perry. They, Tom yeah. Petty has never done even when he did solo stuff, and even then, even when he played with the Wilburys. Mike, Mike Campbell, Campbell is, is always there. there. That's the man. They, you would assume they are best friends. They've they got to be, be. Right? They have to be. I mean, they met when they were nineteen. I mean, we know that, each other. We know that Joe Perry and Stephen Tyler are not best friends. No. But I think these two guys are. Yeah. So uh, let me play. And they both know. They both know that they are exponentially better together. Yes. Than separate. This it, is a, the sum is greater than the parts. Right. Like, you yeah, don't. It, you don't have. You don't work with someone that long. They've probably been together longer than they've been with girlfriends or wives. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Cam- Campbell got married in '74 or something. Mm-hmm. So it's still like he's been married to the same lady for a very yeah. long time. So. But Petty has he's on his second right. wife. But Mike Campbell, this guy must be a straight up nice dude. Gotta be right. It's gotta be. So let's hear my pick. I I, I love. Uh, I've always loved the the opening song, uh, One Story Town. Yeah. Yeah. Defiant. Yeah. <laughs> This is the town. This is the type of town I grew up in. This is it. Yeah, it's just the same. They don't even have one story. No, it's just the same shit. It's so great. Yeah, it's it's great. So before we move on, we are in agreement that we have five tens in a row. Five tens in a row. Everyone, I mean, I I love this album so have much. You done, have you done an episode like this for another band? 
Uh, we've like uh, we've, did, we've talked Springsteen? we've talked about Van Halen. We uh, we talked about Bruce Springsteen, but then the uh, Bruce Springsteen puppet showed up. And kinda... so the so the people that listen know that you don't give five tens in a row. I have not really talked this uh, this glowingly about uh, because I don't you know because like when we do Van Halen, no di- diver down. This but this is the stinks. thing about this is the thing about Tom Petty is he's sort of he's just sort of there all the time. Yeah. And when you actually decide to go focus and, and look really at listen it, you're like, and listen, shit. you're like, wow, this these is are... fucking crazy. Yeah. So, um, and all these, none of these albums are breaking uh, 40 minutes yet. They're all like 39 something. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it takes a while before they get long. Yeah. But, uh, but that's okay. Cause I used to love when albums were just like, I mean, when we originally started the show, we wanted to keep it 45 minutes. We're at 55 now. Um, and but, we are five albums in and we have what? Seven more we're to go. Not gonna, we're, some of these we're going to fly through. We'll fly through a few. Okay, but the, that's, but that's these fair. ones we're talking passionately about need to be talked about. Right. It looked, look, Kyle, I'm not kidding you. Uh, they, okay, they, so they here all we, do. We might need to make a two-part episode. So here we go. Now we're coming into, it's been three years, and we got Southern Accents. And this has multiple producers. It, this, this one's kind of a mess. This one's a little schizophrenic. It's a little schizophrenic. Whenever I see multiple producers, I, I get a red flag. Okay, I get a red flag up there. We got Tom Petty, Jimmy Iovine, Mike Campbell gets a producing credit. Uh, Robbie Robertson from the band gets a producing credit, and and Dave Stewart from Eurythmics. Uh, well, that's I can kind of explain all of this. It was supposed to be just Petty and Campbell. Okay, and Pe- this was supposed to be the first solo album. Okay, and it was a concept album, and it was supposed to be a double album. Okay, so there's a lot of cool stuff on playback that it, was from these sessions. That's the box set. And uh, oh, we kind of forgot Hard Promises. One of my favorite Petty songs is from the Hard Promises session, but Ivane talked him out of putting it on the album. And which it's song called is Keeping that? Me Alive? That's a great song. And that would have been. Imagine if that's if that album was eleven tracks long and that song's on it. All right, give me the thing. So get now, give me the thing, just real quick. Are you gonna play it? I'm just. I'm gonna play a little piece of Keeping Me Alive. Oh, I, I uh, play the chorus if you can. Well, because <laughs> it's so fucking uh, cool. Don't, don't get picky. <laughs> I don't know that I can find the chorus. We'll just start it up at the beginning. Okay, here we go. It's got really cool drums when you're listening to it. This love was a thing of the past, but these days nothing ever lasts. This old world is moving too fast. Well, sometimes we're at Now, um, real quick, I just want to say this. I'm going to throw this out there. The Tom Petty and Heartbreakers three CD box set called Playback. No, it's six CDs. Six CDs. Three are three is a three disc, basically greatest hits, hits comp. Yep. And the last three are all B sides and rarities. And that box set is a ten. <laughs> ten easily, easily a ten. One of the best box sets. It's got I ever, that song on it. It's, it's, it's got, got Turning Point. Live acoustic. It's got well, Ways to Be Wicked. It's got Waiting for the Tonight with uh, the Bangles. It's, it's got, got that real cool song uh, that doesn't sound like any other Tom Petty song and couldn't. I understand why you got uh, you come through 
doesn't end up on any yeah, yeah, yeah. on any album because it doesn't it wouldn't fit on any album, right. but just by itself, it is fucking cool. It's it's yeah, it's it's just it's one of the best box sets that I've ever purchased. I mean, I got my money's worth. It's and that was, I'm got that my, was I got my money's worth, Jeff. The girl I married gave me that for my birthday in like 2002 or 2003 mm-hmm. and I didn't even know it existed because yeah. I didn't have the internet right. and I wasn't able to they, they they didn't make magazines with like a list like right like they the do now Rolling Stone would review the new Tom Petty album they didn't it didn't also include a list of all the other releases right. I did not even know this existed yeah and she got it for me for my birthday and we listened to it and when King's Highway comes on <sighs> at the end of disc 4 fucking blows my mind a live acoustic also, version that means that we forgot to mention casa daga yeah left off damn the torpedoes heartbreakers beach party well heartbreakers beach party doesn't go anywhere but <laughs> know, casa daga fun. on that album I like know. the damn the torpedoes uh double remastered that came out a couple years ago they need to with do that where surrender yeah. and casa daga and then some covers and some demos yeah those songs are so fucking good yeah and they're not even on the record they're throwaway songs uh, they, they felt these were throwaways and they're they're great. Yeah, but there's like Turning Point and Trailer. You got something? I just want to know, what, what was the Tom Petty thing you bought when we were in Flagstaff? Oh, that was the five. The, that was the big box. The all live. It's all live. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you bought the four disc. I bought, I, yeah. No, no, but then I, I bought the... Remember, oh, you bought the five disc? Remember I texted you when we were oh, in Flagstaff? Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. I, I found this for 25 bucks. Yeah, totally worth it, right? Yeah, totally like, Did you it. like it, Kyle? Or were you like, what is this old person shit? No, I was okay with it. What do you, what did you just buy the monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about, let's get through this. Uh, Southern accents. Southern accents. Quick. Trailer, Turning Point, those songs are on the box set. This was all supposed to be about growing up in Gainesville. Yeah. It got maybe really someday, away from may, Maybe someday they'll put it back together as a double. That would be amazing. That would be, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty good. Uh, <laughs> so they so they get Petty breaks his hand. That's why it took three years. He gets mad. He gets mad. He, punches can't, the he keeps wall. trying to mix down rebels. Can't get it. Breaks his hand. Ha- takes like eight months Which before he dumb. can. We can admit it's dumb. It's dumb. His left hand is all filled with screws, and they thought he would never be able to play guitar again. Yeah. And he was. Uh, but he's defiant. And turn, he plays. Yeah, it turns out. But every time you hear that story, I've never heard that story where somebody breaks their hand and like they said I might not ever be able to play guitar again. And you know what? I can't. Never been able to. My hand don't work. It's because always, if, if that happened, you wouldn't have a documentary about it. They told right, me I'd never be able to pick up a coffee cup again. And right, I can't. Right. They said I have no arms. I can't play the guitar. But look at me with my feet. It's weird, but I can do it. Uh, so they bring in Iveen to try to just get it to get an album to come out. Yeah. Dave Stewart's hanging out a lot. Don't come around here no more. Dave Stewart wrote that song. Or they were put... Dave Stewart wrote the chorus and was... So he was contracted to write a song for stevie nicks mm-hmm. so him and tom petty were putting the song together for stevie nicks got it done petty kept it yeah because he liked it and thank god because that's what's on the list let's hear it another gigantic video yeah probably one of the biggest videos of the 80s yes the alice in wonderland thing. he's the perfect mad hatter and everybody and everybody knows it. Yes. Everybody knows exactly what this video. You picture this video when you hear this song. You do. And this is this is what, one of those. Five, yeah, five of those yep. sabotage. Yep. But this is definitely one of those songs where you hear it, you hear that, you see the video. And it's not for better or for worse. It's for better. It's finding. Yeah. And this song doesn't sound like other Tom Petty stuff. It doesn't sound like anybody else. But it also couldn't be anybody else. Right. It's weird. It's weird how that is. And he does that type of singing on this that I love. That come on, 
sequel video make it better it ain't nothing to me have you ever seen it i've never seen that video oh my you look it up on youtube and it's a sequel video to this they're jumping out of alice's ear it's cool really yeah that song seems like a throwaway but i love it i know i love it too it's got those it's got the backup singers yep who there are times when they don't it reminds me of uh that song that song after midnight yeah where uh, he mumbles something, yeah, and so they, and they just go, "Gonna shake a tambourine." Like they just go back to what they said before, right? And they do that and make it better. And I I love that. I it took me forever to decide what to play, and yeah. then it was just don't come around here no more. Is is when they go into that live, which about half the time I've seen them live, they do this song, mm-hmm. and it is always with the lights go crazy and it's all black and white. Yeah. And it's sort of like a like. Like they they remember the video, yeah. So they kind of give you that yeah, a little bit, little and bit. then there's a, there's a, in 2001 there was a really acoustic version of it that was live that was very stripped down. Uh, Stan Stan Lynch never liked playing it because the drums were on a drum machine. Yeah. So when you see like take the highway and whatever, he's not doing that cool drum riff because mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know why. Because yeah. he's kind of a dick, I yeah. guess. Uh, but Ferroni. He does it. So he today's, does that. Today's, yeah, drummer. today's drummer. So, and then another thing about this album, the other albums are basically just the band, but this album has tons of people playing all over the place on it. I well, mean, that's, that's why it was supposed to be solo. He yeah. was trying to do it. They were doing it at Mike Campbell's yeah. house mm-hmm. or maybe Petty's. I don't remember whose house, but they were, I wasn't there. I don't remember <laughs> what I read, <laughs> but the, it's kind of all over the place. Robbie Robertson gets a credit because the best of everything, the last he, song, the, album. the last song, it's great. Yeah. But the, uh, that song, he produced that song cause he put it in a movie and that song they were playing live in 1980. That, yeah. d- that didn't make hard promises. Okay. That was another song from hard promises. Did that didn't make that. it learning stuff, but Robbie Robertson wanted a song. They mm-hmm. gave him that one. He, Worked it out. Richard Manuel sings on it. Yep. Uh, Garth Hudson, I think, is on this album. And they put a lot of the guys from the band. And then Petty heard it and and liked it and and because the, the horns and stuff wasn't on the song that mm-hmm. Petty made, so he took that and added stuff to it right. and made made this grand thing that is such. It's fucking great. It's also got a song called "Dog on the Run" on it, which I'm gonna play. Oh yeah, yeah, that's mine. Sweet. Let's hear it. Yeah, let's, let's hear "Dogs hear on the Run," Kyle. This is how you like him singing. I love that so much. I don't know what you what you call that, but I love it. It's so I, great. So, okay. Scale of one to ten. I give this a... I give it a ten. 
You give it a ten? I do give it a ten because I'm looking down. I do, there's not one song here I, know, I don't that's like. The, that's the hard. That's the hard part. There's not a song I don't like. Rebels, but it's a uh, is, is one of my favorite Tom Petty songs. And I've only, he he played that last year live. This is the first time I saw him play live. First time I saw it without the like got to hear it without the horns. Yeah, and I don't love the horns. Yeah, I get it. That's probably why I give this a nine and a half. See, so that's like a that's the equivalent of a zero. Like. Not equivalent. It's like, it's the lowest I can go. Right. Because I like every song, yeah. but I feel like as an album, it's a little... It's not cohesive. It's a little... Yeah, it's schizophrenic. And that's because multiple producers, in my in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was... They they wanted a double album, and they come up they come out with a nine-song mm. schizophrenic. I think yeah. Jimmy Iovine is... He's done some great stuff, but telling him not to put Keeping Me Alive on the album, and... And convincing him that he was like that he should release this nine song version of the album over whatever it was he was trying to right. do that had turning point and maybe trailer he, and I mean, song. maybe at that point they felt like it was never going to get finished if they just let him run wild maybe it was going to take two more years and maybe he's just like Tom we got to put this out we got to get something out yeah or, or you're gonna it's... you're gonna lose momentum and also Spike is great. And Spike's great. Yeah. I, I we mean, need to move on, but yeah, Spike is great. I don't... 9.9. 9.9. Okay. So uh, basically... Uh, got, it, everyone, I got it the same day. I got every, Hard Promises. Everyone buy, tape. buy all six of the first Tom Petty albums for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And now we're going to move in to... Um, uh, this is Mike and Tom decided to produce on their own. Are we skipping Plantation? Let's skip the live album because... No, it's no, no. A, you got to play the thing that I put because it's the it's the okay. Greatest. But 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 as long as you know that down, we're gonna we're gonna lose something later. I'll, I'll lose something later because okay. you can't you can't lose this part from the waiting from Pack of the Plantation. Okay. That right there when the band kicks in because yeah. he plays it by himself. Right. It's not acoustic, but he just has his guitar. Right. And there's a little bit of drums in the back, mm-hmm. and every now and then Ben Mon will hit something on the piano, but it's very sparse. Yeah. And then it just builds and builds yeah. and builds. And then when Campbell kicks in, that still gives me chills. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things I've ever heard on a record, ever. And hopefully someday they'll they'll release the full concert on CD, Pack Up the Plantation, because it's yeah, it's missing it, it's it, missing a couple songs from the video. There's a little bit about it I don't like. There's the CD is what fourteen songs long, four covers, like yeah. But Needles and Pins is great, so you want to be a rock and roll star. Sounds great. great. Uh, I just don't. I mean, they do shout on it. Yeah, I don't need to ever hear anyone do shout. Yeah, right. like, fan, I don't even I, mean, I don't even watch Animal House anymore. It's not even yeah, it's not even like a good was it ever good? I don't it think sucks. it was ever good. I, I go to the bathroom during that during a wedding. Yeah. Well and I need to know is on the L P and the cassette, but not on the C D. Not on the C D. Yeah. Uh either way, yeah. I just wanted to mention that because that okay. when I bought that album the first time I heard that, that gave me chills up my spine. Yeah. That was fifteen years ago yeah. and it happens every it just happened now. It happens every single time <laughs> where I hear that that nothing has ever ever made me want to play guitar more than that right mm-hmm. there. All right. So now let's move on. So I now, give Pack of the Plantation a like a like a lowercase ten. 
Yeah, it's a solid live album. It's good representation of what they it's were doing live. It's got some hits. It's got some album cuts. It's got yeah. some covers. Uh, I rarely Stevie give, Nicks sings with them. I rarely give a live album a, a 10 for some There are reason. some that I would. Uh, we'll get in. We're because the set list is them. never what I would have chosen. And then when there's too many covers, it just keeps me from giving. But that, that only bothers me when it's a band where the set list I would have chosen is how I would like that show. Right. Like, there's no set list, Tom Petty. Because even the covers, it's still, I get to hear Tom Petty and the band playing yeah. these songs. It's still not that. But I'd really, ha- I'd rather hear a Tom Petty song than, than Absol- shout. Absolutely. Um, okay, so. Even if they were like, even if they were like, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Grateful Dead here to sing Friend of the Devil. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, fucking, I guess I'll go get beer. Like, I got five right, minutes off. Exactly. Like, I would still rather hear them do anything they do, but. The, now let's, uh, let's move on. Let let's me move up. On. I've had enough. Let me up. I've had enough. Is uh, they take the reins for the first time? Yeah, solo. I, this is not for me. This is not a ten. And if I, it's got eleven songs, and I like, I like about six of them. So I'll probably only give this a six. Do you have it on vinyl? Uh, I no. I think this might have been one of the first albums that I bought when it came out on CD. I'll tell you the the first time I listened to it on CD, I thought it was okay. I liked about half of it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it is it is a big departure. I mean, not a huge departure because they kind of started making those moves during yeah. Southern accents. But I just kind of don't like some of the songs. But this seems like around the time period when uh, it's got the most collaborations with Mike Campbell. He wrote the most songs. One, two, three, four, yeah, five. And uh, this is right around the time. Like I think this is when Tom Petty turned down Boys of Summer because Mike Campbell wrote Boys of Summer. Mm-hmm. And big uh, hit for Don Henley. Big hit for Don Henley. Great song. Great song. Yeah. And there, I, it, it did not surprise me. I didn't know that, but I yeah. knew it was the only Don Henley song I liked. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out, I was like, oh, that's why I like it. It's the, uh, clearly, it's the best Don Henley song. It was written by Mike Campbell. Mike Campbell. Like, um, so, uh, but again, wh- it, feels like two, it feels like two different albums. Yeah. It's not schizophrenic because mm-hmm. Southern Accents felt like four different albums. Yeah. But this feels like two different albums. Runaway Trains, My Life, Your World, uh, those songs feel like they're on one album, and then uh, "Ain't Ain't Love Strange," yep. "Let Me Up," "I've Had Enough," "Yep," all mixed Think up. Think about me. Yeah, it's also a- dated. It's the only album where anything is dated. Yeah, "Jam and Me" has weird it's, specific. Take back Eddie Murphy. Take back Joe Piscopo. I mean, that yeah, dates I mean, it Eddie, right there. Eddie Murphy sticks around, but, but Joe Piscopo. Piscopo Vanessa Redgrave. I know it's really weird references. Uh, the the Apple and Young Steve's Eye. I, yeah. Like, there's a lot of specific references to that. And that's a song and, uh, I like on the album. And Think About Me also has your boyfriend drives a big red car. You got a compact disc. You got a VCR. VCR. Yeah, like, I know. It's like, You hear that now. Like Then in 1987, that was a big deal. Kind of cool, now, maybe. Like, homeless people have compact discs and VCRs. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, this is this feels like a garage band album, too. It's just, it is just the band. It's just the five guys. There's no additional players on this. But I will tell you, I bought it on vinyl, and those songs that feel like they're from a different album, uh, the damage you've... Uh, first of all, the damage you've done is great, and then there's also a country version on playback that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But hearing this... Like, people say it, and it's a dumb cliche, but... I like the way it sounds. I on like vinyl. The, oh, the warmth of vinyl is so much better than the sterility of it's CDs. Just, when it is when it is electronic heavy, yes, like Runaway Train. Continue, Jeff. I'm in here. My life, your world. Mm-hmm. Vinyl softens it a little bit mm-hmm. and keeps it from sounding too slick. Yeah, I call this character Kurt the Engineer. Yeah, I, I don't work, like it. I work over at Right Track Studios. I don't, and like, I don't you, like this character you know, at I'm all. I'm telling you right now, the warmth of vinyl is so much better. And Jeff and I agree. 
High five, Jeff. Air high five. I've never, I've never there been so disappointed someone agreed with me. Yeah. I'm this Kurt, Kurt, Kurt this fucking guy, Kurt. Look, I would look if you'd like to come down to Right Track Studio. We can we can throw on any hey, of if, the albums you like tonight. If I got to talk to Kurt, can I get Pat to get me another bottle of water? Well, maybe maybe Kyle could. <laughs> Why don't we play a song and I'll okay play a song. Kurt. Let's uh, let's play the song you picked, which is My Life, Your World. I wiped that fortune wheel, but never get to spin it. You made me promises, I don't think you meant it. If there's some sunshine, baby, I'm gonna get out in it. Oh, yeah. Mama, that's so right. This feels like they weren't trying to me, this album. It's your they might have been trying too hard. Yeah. Fade it down, Kyle. But first of all, nobody got through the 80s without making something weird. Yeah, something, a uh, clunker. Secondly, uh, if there's some sunshine, baby, I'm going to get out in it. That's like, that should be your motto. <laughs> I like, I actually like, uh, let me hear, let's play a little bit of All Mixed Up. Let me tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. What do you give this? One to ten. I give it a nine. You I give it. I give it a nine. Like this I don't, is where we disagree. I know. I know. But also, this is where I'm biased. Like, right. I would rather listen to this album than, you know, not. There are petty albums I want to listen to more. But if right. I had to choose, I'd be fine with this. All right. Cool. Uh, All mixed up was my first favorite song of this album. The first time I listened to it, I loved it. It also references the Last Picture Show. Which uh, Peter Bogdanovich directed. That's right. Who then directed their documentary. Yeah. Right? Pretty yeah. neat, huh? Four hours of it. Four hour documentary. Okay. And this this podcast is going to come in just under. We've got about, I'm going to say we have 20 minutes tops here. 20 minutes tops? You yeah. got to leave? So here's what's going to happen let's move into this full moon fever. Full moon fever. This is what this, this, after, see, to me, after, after Let Me Up, I've Had Enough, I think he, I think he needed he need needed a break from the Heartbreakers, even though they're on this album. Yeah, you know, in some form or another. Mm, not Stan. Not Stan. Oh yeah, because with Stan, Stan, not Stan, Howie only did Howie only did some, some background vocals, vocals, right? But Stan's pissed off. Stan's that, constantly pissed off that Tom wants Stan's the drummer, Stan Lynch. He's pissed off that Tom wants to do a quote unquote solo album, but right. uh, Tom hooks up with Jeff Lynne at a stoplight. Hmm. Right, like they went to this. Yeah. This came out of the Wilbury stuff. Yes, like he ran into Jeff yeah, Lynne at yeah, stoplight, right? And he was like, "I'm going to George Harrison's house. You should come too." Yeah. Then they made "Handle with Care," mm -hmm. and then they made "Full Moon Fever," right. which has uh, there's a couple of songs on "Full Moon Fever" that were supposed to be on Southern accents, mm -hmm. uh, but it also he turned it in in 1988, and the record company said no. Yeah, that's ridiculous because it's it's because it's a ten. <laughs> The A and R man said, "I don't hear a single." I mean, it's ridiculous. And it's a ten. 
And, yeah. it, and it's a 10, not by our standards. Like, you can look up Ro- Rolling Stone does not give Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers any credit, but look up what they rated this album. Yeah. Like, Full Moon Fever had three of the biggest hits of the 80s. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anyone that really doesn't like Free Fallen. I don't know. That's like. That's, I don't like that song at all. What the it's, heck? It's overplayed. That's the okay, only that's reason. why. That's why I don't like it, because I put it in the same realm as, like, I don't even know, like, Sweet Home Alabama. Mm. I like that song, but it's overplayed. Jeff, stay in your seat. Jeff, can't play it enough. Jeff, can't play it enough. Free falling. Yeah, I'm. I'm fine. Whenever the I lived radio in Reseda, I lived in Reseda for six years. I'm going to tell you, that's a fucking long day. Yeah, living in Reseda. I walked west down Ventura Boulevard. Yeah, to get here. Right. Just because I was, I was, I had to walk east, but I walked east. You walked so walked far past, past that you could turn around just and so walk, I could walk west. west. Good down for Ventura you. Boulevard. Um. Let me play. It is. It's one of my. I'm going to pull this. Out. This is one of my wife's favorite uh, Tom Petty songs, if not the favorite, uh, even though it's Kyle's least favorite. But I'm going to just play a quick little bit of Free Falling. I had it all queued up right here. Really? Oh, I didn't know it was on your list. Okay, then here I'm going to give this to you, and you do it, and I'll. This stop. isn't coming that, out of the 20 minutes. Is nine it? Nine seconds, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you're perfect. And then we'll play what uh, what Jeff picked. She's a good girl. Loves her mama, loves Jesus in America too. She's a good girl, it's crazy about Elvis, loves horses and her boyfriend too. And it's a long day. Living in Reseda, there's a freeway running through the yard. And I'm a bad boy, cause I don't even miss her. I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart. Have that great part, uh, the little interlude of attention CD listeners. Yeah, yeah. Where he says, uh, "Now it's uh, this is normally be the time you would flip the album over, but or tape or tape. That's right, yeah. or tape. But um, this is uh, this has got twelve songs. Uh, twelve uh, songs. Every single one is great. Every single song is great. This one d- uh, still does not crack forty minutes. Thirty nine no, minutes. I give this a I give this a big ten. This is a big ten. Running down even, running I, down a dream. We don't even have to play the clip for mine. If we're running out of time, this is one of their bigger hit albums. It's the, their yeah, second best selling album of all time. Yeah. People know about this album. Yeah. If people, you don't have full moon fever, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that attitude. Okay. Is that the name of your third album? No, no. You know, full moon fever, Tom Petty never said it, but um, maybe. <laughs> so now we're we, we you you talked about a little bit about this album earlier. You this is uh we go to a band album now into the great wide open. Uh, they keep Jeff Lynn in, in tow to produce into the great wide open. And what do you think of into the great wide open? I honestly, this is probably this is one of my least favorite albums. Okay, I give it. I don't know what to. I, like, there's no way I'm like. In the pantheon of all records I've ever heard, it's probably a seven or an eight. Like I don't really want to go mm-hmm. further down than that. But I don't like Jeff Lynne. I don't like the way he makes albums. I feel like mm-hmm. this out. Like if they were ever going to play one album straight through live, yeah, I would want it to be this one because you'd like because to see I, how they take these songs and, and do them. Every live. song is great. 
Mm. They're just overdone. It's overproduced. This came out in 91, and it right. feels like an 80s record. Mm-hmm. It's very produced. It's very slick, and it is not like any Petty album because it shouldn't be like any Petty album. There shouldn't be an album like this, but Jeff Lynne, it's the only album that they made in pieces mm-hmm. where it was one, like this track, this track, come in and make these tracks. Like They weren't at the studio at the same time. Uh, but every and, that, and is, that's, every and that's is not good. good for a band like this band needs to play together. This is, this is a rock and roll band. This is not a studio band. Right. Uh, I say that. And my all time favorite Petty song is on this album, which is King's Highway, but it's, not this version. No, you like the live. version. I like the live acoustic version that was the B side on something. Yeah. And uh, stop me dead in my tracks when I heard it on playback. But you and uh, it's funny. I picked King's Highway from this album, and you picked uh, Making Some Noise. I picked Making Some Noise because that just that's like the closest to a, a Tom Petty song. Like it sounds like it could have been on a different album. Let's hear Making Some Noise. Just the riff. Good for you. Yeah, it's it's got a really cool riff. I like uh show off what Mike Campbell can do right there, but mm-hmm. uh Man, I, but you love I, you love you love the production on Full Moon Fever, you just don't like it with the Heartbreakers. No, I don't even know. I think that Full Moon Fever had I think that Jeff Lynn didn't realize he was producing a record on Full Moon Fever. Okay. I think they were hanging out and, and Tom just, Petty was just doing some stuff and he was nearby and they were kind of co writing some songs together and doing some cool mm-hmm. shit. And but then when it was like, oh, I'm hired to be the producer of this record of this band's record. Here's how I'm gonna. D-. And uh, I just I I didn't like what he did with the Wilburys. Mm-hmm. I think like you take those five guys and you make real slicked up records. Like Jeff Lynne's a Make a Wish kid in the fucking Wilburys. <laughs> like, why are you the one telling him what to do? Oh, that might be the line of the show. I think yeah. that's what's going to be picked as line of the show. I could be wrong. The Andrew Rich writes our uh, writes our show notes. He might he might pick something different, but to me, that but was, that, that's I, pretty. Funny. I just want to get if we're running out of time. You want to move open, on. If you're going to buy every Petty album, buy this one last. Wow. See, I'd say I'd say buy this one before that. Let me up. I've had enough. I think "Let Me Up." I've had enough is more interesting than mm-hmm. this. I mean, you buy those two both last, but they're okay. just they're both. It's this one is less interesting. Okay. Then we go, and we're not, we won't play these. We'll just talk about it real quick. The Greatest Hits comes out. Uh, they two two uh, new songs are on The Greatest Hits. Two new songs. One's a, one's a cover, Something in the Air, which I think is an amazing cover. It's a great cover. And it's then they a have, band no one's heard of. Like, right. That's a great way to do a cover. What is, it, is it Thunderclap Newman? Thunderclap Newman. But you're not covering, uh, covering Jumpin' Jack Flash or right, something. Right, exactly. Or Shout. Yeah, it's a song that no one knew. Right. And they covered it. But this, is, this has the interesting distinction of being Mary Jane's Last Dance has to be the only song recorded for a greatest hits album that should have been on a greatest hits album um i will go there's a couple greatest hits albums that have songs that i know what you mean a lot of times there's a greatest hits album and they throw some new tracks on and those aren't hits that springsteen greatest hits album has four new tracks on it and those aren't hits and you you could be you could have never heard springsteen before and you'll know which four i'm talking right Right, but this like one. Hall and Oates did it. They had uh, "Say It Isn't So" and "Adult Education," and um, the uh, uh, the Cars had "Tonight I, Tonight She Comes" was a big hit, and that was on the greatest hits. So but some this, bands, but this, this is on. A, yeah, this is this song stands up on an album that has "Free Fallin" and yeah, "Running Down a Dream" right. and "American Girl." 
like those hits, and right. then this one does not stand out. This one is like holy shit. Yeah, and also this was the first Tom Petty song I ever heard, produced by Rick Rubin. Right, but it's the first one I ever heard. Okay, I I was fifteen. It was the first time I got in a car that was driven by someone I was a peer of instead of mm. the the parent, right, or aunt, or mm-hmm. old, much older right. person. And I wasn't allowed to listen to rock and roll music, secular music. Why was that? Were you My re- parents are super religious. <sighs> and I get in the car, and the radio's on, and it's a commercial, and they come back from commercial, and this song starts, and I stared at the radio like I was, like, like you see pictures of people doing when, like, the the moon landing, mm-hmm. or Franklin Roosevelt talk about World War II, right. and they would stare at the radio like they could see something. That's what I was doing in 1993, staring at this fucking, <laughs> I was in a 79 Buick LeSabre staring at this radio. Like, this is fucking so much better than anything i've ever been allowed to listen to and you think this it's worth getting in trouble for right music that's god bless you kyle thank you that's what jeff's uh, parents would have said to you they've said bless you kyle when you sneeze so we don't need to play everyone knows this everyone knows mary jane's last dance but it's just you know it it's great we we would have skipped it if it wasn't for mary jane's last dance right it's a comp yeah Everyone's got it. Go get it. And the new, the new version of the great, they re-released the greatest hits, and the, and that Thunderclap Newman song's not on the new greatest hits. No, but you know what is? Uh, Mary yeah. Jane's Last Dance. Right, Mary Jane's Last Dance. made another, like they made a greatest hits album, right. and that was on it because yeah. it should be. It should be. Uh, so now we move to uh, we move uh, to Wildflowers. It's Tom's second solo album. He keeps Rick Rubin. Keeps Rick Rubin. He changes labels. Mm-hmm. He's on He's Warner, on Warner Brothers, Brothers now. Big label. Uh, Stanley's gone and he is getting divorced, mm-hmm. but this is the album he made. This is not the divorce album. This is the album he makes. Now this, and now he's now and this, this is, an, is like these two, these two albums are, uh, everyone had them. Wow. Like when I was, when these albums were out, when I was between 16 and 19, mm-hmm. I don't think I met somebody that didn't own wildflowers and the greatest hits. Yeah. And this is this is now this is where he goes crazy. We got fifteen songs, sixty-two minutes long. It's the he's, first long one. He's utilizing as as much space as the CD as he is. He feels like using at this point. Yeah, he's but, really uh, making his own. And thing. Uh, I have. Uh, I'm going to play my uh, my pick is uh, is a song co-written with Mike Campbell. I saw. I go see Heart like every summer when they come, and every year Nancy Wilson picks a song to cover, and uh, I saw Nancy Wilson do an amazing cover of the song that we're going to play right now called You Wreck Me. Oh, wow. It does not sound like Jeff Lynn producing. It's totally different. No, it sounds like a rock and roll. Yes. We can skip the ones that I wanted to. The, you were going to play Honeybee. I was going to play something from Honeybee uh, only because it was real cool, but it's yeah. not super necessary. Okay. I like when you say buzz a while on it. Now, I give this song, I give this album, I give this a 10 just because 
even though I don't like it, it's got 15 songs on it. And even if I don't like four of these, the other, the other 11, that's like a normal right, album. Let's say four of these songs are eights. Yeah. Uh, another four of these songs are 14s. Yeah. Like you wreck me is an amazing fucking song. Yeah. If I get, if I'm in a club where they let me pick walk up music, it's always you wreck me. Oh, that's cool. Nancy, uh, the Nancy Wilson from hard version or no, the Tom Petty version. No, okay. I, that riff is so fucking cool. Good to be King is cool. Uh, yeah. You don't know how it cool. feels. You don't know how it feels is like a turning point for him. Cause it's the first time he explicitly talks about pot. Yep. Cabin down below, uh, the end of house in the woods where it just keeps doing that riff. Yeah. Over and over, I put that into GarageBand and made a 70-minute CD where I put it together so there was no, it was no obvious cut. I have that where it'll just play for the entire length of a CD. And you're sure you're not still in cocaine? No, I might, I might be, no, but right. they're residual. But it's, <laughs> it's just that riff. Like I remember being like I, I, I used to smoke a ton of pot mm-hmm. and driving around listening to the end of House in the Woods, mm-hmm. stoned. It's it's one of those moments like um because it's uh repetitive but yeah. not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It's like house music, but it's a rock and roll band. Yeah. It's like like uh uh heard it through the grapevine, the credence version. Yeah. There's a whole middle part where it just kind of keeps doing that. Right. And you can just kind of disappear. Like <laughs> it's there's very few t- there's very few moments in my life where time no longer exists. And is this when you drive from town to town going to on stand up on a stand up tour and then when you pass through a town that's you murder a family. What? When you're listening to this <laughs> no. loop. No. Right? I just that's listen what to it cuz I can space out to it and really just like I don't I don't understand how to explain it. I see the feds coming listen. in there. They go they go look we got we got a fiber but it's really it's, a, it's one of your hair whiskers. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. I don't know how much time we Wake have. up time. It's Tom Petty and a piano. Yeah. Uh, once again, does a song like nothing else he's ever done. Right. Also, couldn't be anybody else but Tom Petty. Has a great unreleased B-side, Girl on LSD. Girl on LSD. It's a great tune. Uh, they wouldn't let him put it on the album. No, but it's a, it's a, it's a B-side, too. It's a you don't B-side. know how it feels. I used to, there was a bowling alley in Dayton, Ohio that had You Don't Know How It Feels. Oh, back, on, back when the jukebox CD was. CD single. Back, yeah, back when, no, it was, it was when the jukebox would have both tracks and it would just have like up top, down, like yeah. side one, side two. And I would, this is 1999, 1998, yeah. before you could go get these things. Yeah. And I would just, sometimes I would stop at that bowling alley on just my to way hear that home song. from work and just play that song a couple of times, drink two or three white Russians and get home just to hear that song. And then, and then murder, murder a family. I've never murdered a family. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're related. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're gonna go. We're gonna jump to '96. This is they do. This is I. This is the one for me, man. That I fucking hate it. You don't I, like this album? I fucking hate it. I don't. Love, first of all, I hated the movie, and I don't like Ed Burns movies, and I don't like Ed Burns. I like three. I only like three songs on this album, and two are the same song. Walls in parentheses circles and circus. wall circus. I'm sorry. And walls in parentheses number three. And then I like, uh, and then the other one I like is California and I don't like anything else on here. You don't like hope you never. I d- no. Hope you never is a real strong. Like I just don't it's li- such a cool burn. I don't like this album. At- I hope you never fall in love with somebody like you. I'll tell you what, like, I they're, promise like, it's like to- they're trying. He's, he's trying to be like, he doesn't, like it's it's trying to be nice while also I, being a sweet. Writer. I don't know how Ed Burns was able to convince Tom Petty to do the soundtrack for his shit movie. 
I don't know, man. They were probably the same. I, that's just my opinion. What do you? But we, you, you like this? Album. I yeah, I love this. Album. You love it. What do you give it? I give it a ten. I give it a three. It's the hung up and overdue. You don't like hung up and overdue? I don't, I don't like it. You don't like. You don't even like. This was the biggest disappointment of any Tom Petty album I ever purchased. You don't even up like till, up till this board? point. No. The the uh, the nice. I promise instrumental. I promise that I will listen to this album. Probably tomorrow. Well, but, it's, it's, it's but a little, I don't it's a little like different. It. I mean, climb that hill, and uh, I don't have the list in front of me. And we're talking, to, we're we're dealing with. Uh, grew up fast. Zero grew from outer fast, space. Climb that hill. Change the locks. Space, uh, is a fun song. He do, he does a cover of asshole by Beck. And a, and change the locks is a Lucinda Williams Lucinda song. Williams song. Change the locks is a great song. I love it. Uh, there's, yeah, there's a couple of musical interludes. Asshole's interesting. I mean, it's interesting because there's two covers. Yeah. On a soul, on a, a studio, on a studio album. album, which they're but since up it's until a soundtrack, point, maybe he, they were like, we can do it. Yeah, and they, like up until this point, I think the only covers were that Thunderclap Newman and uh, uh, I feel a whole lot better on Full Moon. Fever. Well, let's play the song you pick because I do like this song. So this is the first cut on the album. This is called Walls in parentheses Circus. Go ahead, Kyle. This was the last video. Yes. Some doors are open Some roads are blocked Sundowns are golden Then fade away Also produced by Rick Rubin If I never do nothing Who's on background vocals there? I get you back someday Cause you got a heart so big It could crush This town And I can't Hold out Forever Lindsey Buckingham Lindsey Buckingham uh, I love that song Because the chorus Is a little disjointed Yeah And then the further End of the song mm-hmm. You get there Like the parts Are off a little bit But mm-hmm. perfectly Yeah Like when you see a girl Who Like when you see a pretty girl And like one of her eyes Is Crossed just enough that you notice, but not enough that you'd ever do anything about it. Right? That like you would ever, yeah, you would never be like, you gotta get that fixed. Where it's just like just a little, like the imperfect, imperfect. I just hit her upside the head, and yeah, it just knocks it back into knocks it back into. No, listen. The fact is, that that was the last video they made. Okay, where like a straight video. Because after that, there was a couple more, but they were all like live performance videos. Right, right, right. There's also the walls number three, the, that line, uh, he said, I get you back one day yeah. at the end of the first verse of this right. one. The end of the first verse of the acoustic one later in the album is I'm coming back one day. Yeah. And then live, he always say coming back one day. Like that's just a lot less, uh, demanding. Right. And, and it's like, it makes the song a little sweeter and a little nicer. And I like every song on this album. I think this, uh, like, you might not like it, but I I dislike how this song never gets or this album never gets mentioned. This album is never mentioned on their own documentary. It's like a, it's a I think because it's a soundtrack. It doesn't feel to me like it's a Tom Petty album. It feels like because it is it's a called soundtrack. a soundtrack. But it was them. They yeah. made it. Right. It was uh, you know some of the songs were left over from Wildflowers, right. but they made the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was them and the band. They did release it as a soundtrack, but there was a single on right. the radio, probably two. Yeah. I and I like it. I like it a lot. I love putting it on as an album and listening to it. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't I'm much care for the. I don't much care for the movie. Yeah, but 
who cares? I did see the movie because of the soundtrack. Right. This is not the only soundtrack for a movie I bought because Tom Petty was on it. Right. I but when I say every day, the day it came out since ninety nine. Did you see the Postman with uh, Kevin Costner because Tom I Petty was in it? I've never seen the whole movie. My friend has it on DVD, mm-hmm. and every time I'm at his house, I watch that scene. Welcome know. to Bridge City, where we don't <laughs> allow guns. <laughs> That's his line. It's not bad. That's a pretty good oh, penny. It's so great. Okay. I thought you were going to say sometimes you just drive past his house like he did the bowling alley. Just go over <laughs> and just watch that scene a few we times. Are, we are never going to get through all these if we don't start moving. Uh, this is the, the next album is another. They're sticking with Rick Rubin. This is called Echo. They're, he's also sticking with 15 songs per album. And normally, I, I, th- I would be like, oh, that's a lot of music. But I'm kind of feeling that 15 isn't the best number of songs for some artists. Hi. This is the one for me. You love this one. This is the one. April 13th, 1999, it came out. That's a Tuesday. So uh, I, I remember the day because I bought it the day it came out uh-huh. and I had to drive uh, an hour to a previous job okay. to pick up a W-2 because I had to do my taxes. Oh, boy. And so I remember the day. And so two nights before that was a Sunday night, okay. April 11th, 1999. Yeah. I leave work. Rockline is on. Okay. Tom Petty and Mike Campbell are on Rockline, and they're playing songs from Echo. And yeah. they also played Zombie Zoo, which I thought was rad. Yeah, Zombie Zoo is great. Now, at that them. point, I didn't have no Tom Petty records. I had Damn the Torpedoes, Full Moon Fever, Wildflowers, and The Greatest Hits. Right. Uh, I heard that. And they were like, it comes out Tuesday. It comes out Tuesday. I was like, I got to drive all the way down to, and I got to drive an hour. I'll go buy this album. I'll listen to it. You know, that day I went out and bought it. I did not get very far into this album before I was like, I got to fucking have the rest of these records. (laughs) You got to complete your collection. There was a couple, you know, there's a couple of tracks on it. I don't love, but I give it a hard 10. (laughs) All like the, (laughs) the, the biggest font possible because of. But it's an emotional reaction to it. That was the one that I got me locked in. I, there's 15 tracks in this, and I really, I really only like about five of them. So this for me, I'm going to give this about. I give this about a four. This is. I feel like from this point on, Rock Solid is my podcast. I don't think you like music. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Room at the Top is a. Let's hear Room at the Top. You That's picked, what room, I at picked the top. room at the Top because of that. Because I, didn't, of, I didn't like your cue, but I left it. I think the beginning of Room at the Top is amazing. But let's go. I with just your wanted cue. it to go all the way through. Like okay. it was more about the end. Like okay. I worked backwards to let's not give it. you. You, if you want to start it from the beginning, I don't think I started too far into it. No, it's okay. Yeah, you do. I think you started like how one thirty. One thirty. It's cool. We can start it here. Right. This is a great song, though. That's why I picked it because it's. I got someone who loves me tonight. I got over a thousand dollars in the bank, and I'm all right. Yeah, who needs more than that? That's right. And, and uh, that was probably as far into the as far into the album as I got. How, uh, Less than two minutes into this sixty minute record, before I was like, <laughs> "You're hooked." I got to get everything else. But see, then for me, I was I, I, I was I got as the album goes on, I got disappointed when I when I hear. There's this a album. few in the middle. The uh, 
seem unnecessary. Yeah. It's like that's it's, it's that fifteen song thing. If if this was nine or ten songs, I might I might be like, Oh, this is really Well yeah, if this was an eleven song album, it would be everyone's five star greatest album of yeah. all time. Uh if because there's a there's this one's for me and no more. Like there's a few songs that are on it because Tom Petty was in charge of everything on a Tom yeah, Petty album. I mean, at that point. yeah. Now at this point, he can do it. He, and I make, I, I don't mind it. Uh, Accused of Love, I don't particularly like mm-hmm. that song. Uh, it just, but only because it, it's one of the few Tom Petty tracks that feels like, yeah. it has been done already. <laughs> but uh, I got to tell you, Rick Rubin's a good producer for them. He makes them sound really, really good. That riff in Room at the Top. Yeah. Uh, this is also, this is very rare. This is the first time that uh. As far as I can, and this is based on my ears not reading everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't remember Tom Petty doing his own harmonies until this record because yeah. this was the record where Howie went off the rails. Yeah, Howie's Harold. not on the album cover. They waited because he and, didn't show up. Yeah, they waited and waited and waited and waited for him to show up. It's it's a band photo, and finally Tom just said, "Let's just shoot it." Just, and they didn't yeah, even they didn't, didn't even up. they didn't even like Photoshop him in. It's just it, no Howie. Yeah, it is the first album cover Thurston got on. Yes, Scott Thurston was a sidebreaker until this point. Now he's a well, heartbreaker. They, they, they needed a they needed a guy in the album cover. And Mike Campbell sings. That's right. He sings a song. He doesn't even sing. He doesn't sing at all. He doesn't sing background vocals. No. He doesn't ever sing. He doesn't even have a microphone on stage when they're doing live. So now he's going to step and up now and he sing has lead. his own song. And it's okay. Yeah. I like it because it's him singing. Yeah. And it's, I guess it's a good sentiment, but I don't love the song. Yeah. And I'm a, again, this is the reverse of what I said before. Now, now that it's 15 songs, if they let Mike sing, I'm fine with it. If it's 10 songs and Mike sings one, I'm like, man, that's a waste of time. That's a waste of a track. Yeah. But, uh, okay. We're going to jump into uh 2002. It's a concept album. Very defiant on echo counting on you. Won't last long. Billy, the kid, very yep. defiant. Now last DJ, last DJ, he, they work with, defiant. they work with George. I can't say his last name. Draculius. And he worked with the, uh, with the black crows. Black crows. Yeah. And he's, he, this album sounds great too. Sounds great. Sounds really great. What I that, like the concept. Uh, this is an album that works only as an album. Yeah. This is, uh, this is an album. You listen to start a, to finish. There's a few songs on it. That, that stand out that stand stand out and stand alone it bugs me that it's a concept album mm-hmm. because i think that's why he's not playing have love will travel yeah live because it doesn't right. there it has that one verse that's specific right. to the album yeah like i like uh the songs I, I like the last dj i like joe blue sunday you and me and have love will travel i like those are the five that i really like i like joe because it's a sweet burn on suits mm-hmm. but true uh, songs go it, it doesn't have to be right like this is one of those songs that doesn't have to be tom petty for it to be a good song right which means i don't like it as much as other tom petty songs blue sunday is so fucking good so good but you lost picked- children lost children has a cool moment because that's the end of uh he tom petty plays the last solo oh that's mm-hmm. the other thing the end of mary jane's last dance the second guitar solo uh-huh. that's tom petty the second guitar solo in uh, lost children is tom petty not mike campbell uh, also, we have uh, Ron Blair returns. I uh, plays some bass on this. Yeah, yeah. Howie's not on this album. Not, nah, no. He's too drug addled. He's out of the band. They he's fired out, him. They fired. They said him. you're fired, and if you can get yourself, they tried to clean him up, and they eventually had to fire him so that he would clean up. And he, and didn't, he didn't. And he died in 2003. Yeah. And uh, I blame Tom Petty for killing him. Yeah, I bought this album <laughs> at 10 o'clock as soon as the doors opened at the at the record shop. Drove to my brother's apartment and we listened to it over and over and over. As an album. As an album. I give this, what do you give it? Probably an eight. 
Probably maybe a seven. I give it about because I only like half the song, so I, I don't g- ever put it on. I will say no, that I this don't ever. The, I don't, see, yeah, this one doesn't get. Uh, I don't I, pull this one out much. Uh, sometimes I just put all the heartbreakers into a playlist and mm-hmm. let it shuffle through till it's done. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I hear Joe and Kid Goes Bad and right. those songs. But uh, Blue Sunday, Have Love, Will Travel, Lost Children, uh, and Like a Diamond. Let's hear a little Have Love, Will Travel because you picked it. All right. I give this album a five because I like half of it. You never had a chance, did you, baby? Little Dylan-esque, the way he's singing on this one. So good looking, so insecure. I mean, the phrasing's like Dylan. And now you said you can't remember. Talk about Matt Dillon, <laughs> the actor. When the lines you drew Kevin Dillon from Entourage. And from the Doors movie. Faded you down to early Kyle's. That was my fault, not Kyle's. I just, I love that song, and I wish he would play it live. And the only time I heard him play it live was the summer that this album came out. Yeah. But the album came out in October. Okay. So the only time I heard it live, I did not, that was the first time I heard the song. So I wasn't able to be like, oh, I, it's fucking this song. <laughs> So, uh, so again, you give it a, you give it an eight. I don't think I go lower than seven on any Petty okay. album, but this, I, this one does not make it in. I don't, I give it a five it cause much. I only like half the songs, but the songs I like, I give those songs are a 10. I like what he did. I like that. He did it. That right. he made this album gets a 10 mm. cause he fucking took it to him. Right. And then like, and then like Rolling Stone. Uh, Rolling Stone magazine writes a like whoever wrote the review wrote a glowing review for it, and then I guess they let everybody vote. And so Rolling Stone, of course, gives it a three stars because out of five because it's right. they're the problem. They're they're he's singing songs singing about, about people them. like them. All right, let's fly through here. We got four more. Let's. Oh boy, we are pushing the maximum. This happens though, folks. When we do these when we do these shows about an artist, these they, are free, right? Like I'm okay. Are you okay? Like, do you have to leave? We can. Like, do you think people will I'm stop a, listening? I'm, I'm a grown ass man. I got a wife, wife and kids. I want to get home. Wait, those are conflicting ideas. What? No one says I'm a grown ass man. Yes, I gotta go. <laughs> I want to go. I want to go. Hang that out usually. I haven't, usually seen, I, I haven't seen my lady all day. All right. Well, yeah, I understand. But <laughs> I just, I just want to say that I have time if we want to do this. If we wanna, do, you want to do this quick or you want to do this right? We're gonna get. We're gonna get through this. Yeah, uh, we'll get through it. We'll we get through it in the next ten minutes. This, this, it gets a lot easier. The first. This it is, gets a lot easier to talk a, about. It gets a lot easier now. To, so we're, now we're we're uh, highway, highway companion. companion. Now this is the producer you don't like, Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn. Yeah, I don't think that he had a lot to. Uh, he 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 played a lot of instruments and stuff. This is an interesting album because Petty plays drums. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays a lot of bass. Mike Campbell is, of course, involved. I just uh, listened to this album today. 
It's great. I really like I it. I give this a 10. This is, this, is, this is, to me, this is the Tom Petty album that's that hidden gem that people might not even know about this album. Right, right. This album it's was just, when I first figured out you could buy albums at midnight. Yeah. And I went to a store that was open 24 mm-hmm. hours that sold records. There's sold CDs, which they don't anymore. Right. But at that time, I went to a Meyer or whatever and just forced somebody to... Sell it right. to me at twelve fifteen. And this is Tom's. Uh, this is third solo album. Third solo album. Let's uh, hear. Uh, let's hear back to back. Let's do Saving Grace, which is the one that Jeff picked, and then we'll go right into Big Weekend. I'm passing sleeping cities, fading by degrees, not believing all I see to be so. I'm flying over backyards, country homes and ranches, watching life between the branches below. And it's hard to say who you are these days, but you run on anyway, don't you, baby? Keep running for another place To find that saving grace That's the part you like, I can tell Yeah, here it comes Okay I'm moving on alone There we go yeah. I like how they, I like how they make you wait for Yeah, the they do Wait, jump right into Big Weekend I love Big Weekend There's some Also, this whole album is just Tom, Mike Campbell, and Jeff Lynne. That's it. Yeah. Just those three guys. No one else. It's also, this is more sociological than specific to the album. Yeah. Uh, But this is when I started not knowing the names of every song on every album. Yeah. Because... Uh, right around when this came out, within the next year or so, I had an iPod. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then that's... And then it just starts to go away. It's, it's just... Uh, now, um, this was released uh, as a special edition with four bonus tracks that neither you or I own, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's really a... Uh, it's really a sticking point with both of us. It's the two It's two songs I don't own. Yeah. And so, I, it drives me bananas that I don't I, own. I've never even heard them. So look, I haven't either. And they're the only two, they're the only two songs that... Uh, I don't have any access to it. Yeah, you can't. We can't find the CD and anywhere. I don't, it's, I don't it, want to steal it. No, but I, but but I'm going to say, if someone wants to gift me these songs, if you have home or around the roses, send yeah. those to me. There was because I bought this the day it came out, and then I guess a month later, some special edition came out that yeah. I did not know no, was yeah, coming out. Yeah, I didn't get it because it was like it was like twenty five bucks or some weird. I still would have. I would have. I would have bought it. Because mm-hmm. the day that this came out, I bought uh, I bought one, my brother bought one, and my best friend bought one. We have okay. the three of us have the same favorite band, and we're all the we're like the three musketeers. Yeah, but they, we would have just bought like one copy of this that day, and then waited a month to you know, right. round it exactly. Out. Yeah, I wouldn't have bought three copies of Highway right. Companion if I had known. Got those other songs. 
I still would have probably because the, the next album I do I do this at midnight on iTunes because by the time Mudcrutch came out yeah. I had iTunes and I bought it at midnight. Do we talk about Mudcrutch or do we move with do we stick with the Tom Petty solos? No, just the Tom Petty. There's nothing about Mudcrutch that's not the Heartbreakers because the Heartbreakers are Tom Petty, Mike Campbell, and Ben Mott. And those are the those are those the guys are, those on Mudcrutch. Three guys since 1970. I saw Mudcrutch in concert. You saw Mudcrutch played in this whole album. I didn't get to. I got to, I got Mike's autograph and I got Tom's autograph after that show. Troubadour, small I, place, and I love I love the Mud Crutch. I hope someday they do another Mud Crutch. I, I would. It was so great because they really leaned into their country, yeah, the countryside, and they they made some kick ass stand like regular yeah. old heartbreaker fucking rock. What'd you do, Kyle? Us. Did you find these songs? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give them to you. Okay, and then maybe later I'll, tonight. Yeah. Okay. And I'll send them to Okay. I'll send them to Jeff. <laughs> Look at this. Finally this we this kid woke what are you up. Gonna, you can call him a name. Finally this I was I I I thing. paused in weird places. I don't know That's if you, right. Oh I, I heard I about saw this. the last comic standing outtakes, but I, I paused in weird I, places. I heard it's not good. He has looked bored for the last ninety minutes. He's tired. He's worked a full day and now it's we got him here to it's, it, for people it's a, it's a, it's twenty after eleven at night. Yeah, but I bet is. if we were I bet if we were talking about newfound glory or something he would perk up. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails is his band. <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, you and I both agree with this mud, cr- mud crutch song, the wrong thing to do. So let's hear it. It's great. I, w- I wish that they would just put this straight into every set list. Yeah, I- I've played this song on, on this show before. And Scare Easy is the most defiant. <laughs> right. That's all we need. Yeah, yeah. He does have that. My mama loved me, but my daddy don't. I'm yeah. trying to work it all out, but I probably we won't. won't. Uh, Mudcrutch is a 10. Mudcrutch is a 10. The only yeah. weird part about Mudcrutch is when he says in that song, when he says she was long and tall. She was 23, sent into the world to get the best of me. Like, <laughs> 23, this album came out in 2008. That means that the girl that he's singing about uh, was born the year Southern Accents came out. <laughs> The Amen. sixth or seventh album? I lost track of my head. I think it's six. Six. It's six. Uh, that's neat. The um, uh, the mud- and Benmont sings, and Benmont's yeah. song is it's great. Great. It's great. And it made me wish. Oh, I would love it if Benmont made a solo yep. album. And then five years later, I got my wish. And then when I saw this, uh, when I saw them in concert, they didn't play. Like I think people were there and thought they were going to play some Tom Petty song. They did not. They played. They played this whole entire album, and then they played maybe a couple of covers, but they did not play any Tom Petty songs. Well, what what I love about it is um, there's that old Dave Dudley song, uh, Six Days on the Road, mm-hmm. which driving around, uh, before I got an iPod, I had a satellite radio for mm-hmm. uh, two years or whatever, and I would hear that song, and mm-hmm. I just loved it because it was a song about just driving around yeah. and wanting to get back and see your lady and... I always loved that song, and then they do the they do it on this album, right? And it's and it's great. And then I and then they also do uh, that cool that cool JJ Kale song, mm-hmm. Thirteen Days, yeah. Another song about being on the road too long, right. and I'm on the road too long a lot. And now there are songs for you versions of these cool road songs. And this is another. I don't think a lot of people know about the Mudcrutch album because it's called it says Mudcrutch. It also, doesn't say. I, I bought Mudcrutch three times. 
at midnight. Well, then you can have these two songs for free. You've you've put enough money in Tom's pocket. I know, that you I know. Can get I these bought, f- songs for free. It's the dumbest thing. I bought it on iTunes at midnight, the moment I could download it, and then sat on my porch and listened to it four times in a row. <laughs> and then at uh, midnight, at mid- so between midnight and four a.m., I listened to these songs. All right, uh, we're about to get to. We're not going to play anything from it, but. Uh, I did that with a live anthology too, mm-hmm. and that was five discs long. Uh, so I and then Kyle he killed people, a whole family, <laughs> who did not who who thought it was a five. <laughs> like they liked it enough to give it a five, but I I didn't I thought All it was right. higher, so I murdered him. Uh, and then I bought it. I was driving my wife's car, and I couldn't plug my iPod in, so oh. I bought Mud Crutch. You got to divorce her for if you can't plug your iPod. Well, in. Well, she beat me to it <laughs> for other reasons, but. So I went and bought Mud Crutch on CD. Okay. And then... uh, Vinyl? Then I got really into... I got a record player. Somebody... My friend gave me a record player when I moved back to Cincinnati. He thought it would be a fun thing to take my mind off of. Well, the word vinyl is what you need. This is Kurt. Well, he just thought it would would make me... Because I had a record player in Cincinnati with my wife. There's nothing like Mud Crutch on vinyl. She's still got like 60 of my records, but Mm -hmm. I have repurchased most of them. Uh, and then, but then I saw Mud Crutch was on vinyl, and I didn't realize it was on vinyl, so I bought it, and I just thought it'd be fun to listen to. And I just thought it'd be fun to have on vinyl. So you travel, ways. you travel with the turntable, right? When you go, to you I wish it? I was that cool. If I had a van or a bus, I would. But uh, no, just get a component system room. and set it up in your in your uh, set it up at your hotel room. Well, part of so it cool. is it's in my room, and I can listen to songs louder and nicer. Yeah, true. Than just off my computer. So I spent $60 on this Mud Crutch record, <laughs> is my point. So, okay. yeah, I think I can keep these two songs. We're going to move to 2010. we got two more albums to cover. Let's, let's do this Mojo. Now, let me tell the people about Mojo and you. Yeah, you want to tell it? I'll tell it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, you were around. This was the summer yes. that we were, we were having lunch every other yeah, week. Yeah, we were having lunch every other week, and, uh, and you had moved out here. And uh, after you got here, you and your wife broke up. Yeah, pretty so, quick. So now when you listen to Mojo, it's not good to listen to that for you. No. Because it brings up bad memories. And yeah, music, yeah. that happens with music. I like was you, listening to that almost exclusively right. because it was a new Heartbreakers It was a new Heartbreakers record. album. And it came out middle of June 2010. And by the end of August, we were split. And yeah. so I was, I was spending that summer trying to hold my marriage together, yeah. driving around Los Angeles, listening to right. nothing but Mojo. And now it, it was, and it was the first Heartbreakers album in eight years, 2002 yeah, that, and then 2010. That's what, like, the, when I first heard that, it seemed weird because it did not feel like it had been eight years. No. And because it had not, there was the mud crutch, there and, was a the solo yes. and there was the live anthology, right. but, but a studio album that's called Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It was eight years, right? Like I just read today that there are 12 studio Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker albums. And I, that blows my yeah. mind that there's somehow only 12. Yeah. It seems like there should be more. I have like a 40 year career, five hours of Tom Petty songs. Right. So Mojo, let me tell you about Mojo and you already know this. I fucking hate it. I give it a zero. I give it a zero. I don't like it's it's uh, there's uh, it's 15 songs again. I might like <laughs> so one. So you would like this one if they sh- if they took like if it wasn't 15 but it was like I would still hate one it. Song I don't like I listened to this the other day. I might like one song. I think I was actually like out visiting the week or like the two weeks when this came out yeah. and we went and bought it and then you were like, duh, this isn't good. I don't, I don't like any of the songs. <laughs> None. What do you give this? 
You get you you can't give it. A, I can't give it anything. I can't give it un- unrated. I like I okay. like several songs on it. Uh, I know I don't listen yeah. to them that much. I like I should have known it a lot. That seems I don't, very and, appropriate and you know what else? right now. You know what else? I like. Uh, I don't like the album cover. I don't. No, like, I don't like the album. I, cover I don't either. like the title. The album cover is the first time it feels like they're just old guys. Like they don't yeah. know how to make a record. No, yeah, they don't. And and, and usually the, the the Tom Petty album covers are are kind of cool covers. Usually, they're usually pretty sweet. This I mean, the one, previous one, those that cool ass rocket ship. Yeah, with the monkey and the astronaut. And the yeah, monkey. This might be a cool cover if it was like the yeah yeah yeahs or like you know like someone that would have the, like the cool, black keys. It seems yeah. photoshopped. It seems. It doesn't. Yeah, I just um. Like just all stand together in a field, like Echo. Echo's a really cool album yeah, that's cover. That's a fine album cover. This, but this this is all the whole thing's a mess for me. At least it's just it's, a mess. At least it's not schizophrenic. And and like, Rolling Stone gave it four stars. I just man, I don't I know, like I don't it. mind it, but I cannot give any like I guess as an album I probably give it an eight. As a human being, I give it a nothing because I don't listen yeah. to it because it, it I never, makes me go back to a place I don't want to be. I listened to this, I listened to it yesterday. I I, it, it, I was just like, Ugh, it's just every song, and there's I didn't, cool I didn't skip any tracks either. I listened to it, and I don't there's like it. That, that reggae type song about pot, uh, yeah, I hate. Yeah, I hate it. But I should have known it. I I lived here before. Yeah, we just mentioned it. Yeah. Now I was driving home from a show, right? And I was listening to K Rock or whatever. Yeah, bodies in your trunk. And the guy, the DJ goes, "Hey, we got a new Tom Petty song. We're gonna play a new Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker song." And he plays I Should Have Known It and I love like that song's great. It's yeah. short. Yeah. It's a short it's probably the shortest one on the album. Right. Might be the only one I like. Uh he plays it. I'm just once again staring at the radio like this is fucking great. Also it had been I it had been fucking since nineteen ninety nine that the first time I heard a Petty song, yeah. a new Petty song was on the radio because right. they immediately stopped playing them on the radio. Yeah. And the song ends, another song starts, that song stops immediately, and you hear the DJ go I like that a lot. I want to play it again. And he, you can hear him moving things around and he just plays it again two times in a row. And I was like, first of all, this is my favorite radio station because this guy might get fired, but probably right. won't. He just played a song two times in a row and it's a heartbreaker song and it's brand new and I never heard it. Right. And I, I fucking love that song. Yeah. But that was before things fell apart. Sometimes then, I drive past that radio station and make that guy. <laughs> yeah, make him do it again. <laughs> All right. So now it's uh, After Mojo now. There's no, there's no solo albums. There's no Mud Crutch. You, you don't I just want to mention this because I think, you might think it's, right. I think you might think it's fun. What? The day the live anthology came out, Yeah. Uh, I went and bought it. I lived in Philadelphia. Yeah. My brother lived in Cincinnati. We went and bought it. To, it was $100. Yeah. We each spent $100 on it. <laughs> went home. And timed it and started it at the same time and listened to all five discs in a row uh, at the same time as if we were together, but we weren't together. Okay. And we were, and we, we would just send each other text messages like, fucking cool. I'm so glad that Tom Petty is around because you and your brother uh, might not have anything to talk about. We have so much. We would just find something else. But he has a beard too, right? Yeah, great big beard. Who has a bigger beard? Him. His is, his is long like a Rick Rubin. Not as long as Rick Rubin, yeah. but... Half <laughs> is is uh, is he older or younger than you? Younger, he's two years younger. Oh, you're a bad influence, probably most likely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, so uh, four years, uh, no no music until uh, just about oh, uh, was it last week? Last week, July twenty. At the time of the record, um, last week, Hypnotic Eye came out. I had it pre-ordered on Amazon. Boom, right on my doorstep the day of release. 
Now I think that we I think that we disagree on this one heavily. Like, um, this one might be the most we disagree on some. The I was told this is what I was told. Everything I read was this is back to the to the basics. This is going to be what the heartbreakers. Yeah, yeah. I read so that. I'm expecting I read it that too. So I'm expecting it to be in the wheelhouse. A term I hate. I'm expecting it to be in the wheelhouse of the first six albums. And for they, me, they specifically say it's like the first two, right? Which and, are the two and a half minute long, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is and and to me, it's not. And maybe that's why I'm I was di- I'm disappointed with it. I don't. It's not a mojo. I, I, I currently I haven't listened to it enough to give it a rating. So I'll, I'll tell probably, you that I'll probably uh, mojo we might agree on because I don't think I'll ever listen to it no, again, and I'll never pull it out ever. It'll I, it'll probably be ten years before I. And maybe if yeah. I can forget that it's, that came out it, then. <laughs> it, Mojo, the only reason I don't chuck Mojo in the trash is it's simply there so when people come in, they look at my CDs and they go, oh, you're a big Tom Fetty fan. You have yeah, everything. Yeah, you have all of them. You have all of them. Oh, you, got, you don't have Mojo? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, what are you, some kind of shitty Tom Fetty fan? <laughs> yeah. You got all but Mojo? Yeah. <laughs> thought you were a fan. So I can't give this album a rating yet. All I'm saying is 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 what I read, it, it doesn't. It's not. it's not like the first couple albums for me. No, it is not like the first couple albums. I wish that I hadn't read anything about it. Yeah. Like, if there's a way that you can subtract that from your brain and then go listen to it. Then it's, 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 it's leaps and bounds better than Mojo. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I really like it. I don't know. Uh, it's a very, it's a stoner record, I think. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think anybody wanted to say that. Right. But it is a real stoner record. Mm-hmm. It's a little different than, it's not like any of the other albums right. they made. So I don't know why they compared it to the first two. Yeah, it's not. I don't either. It's not thirty minutes long. No, uh, it's a good length though. It's about forty-five minutes. It's got twelve, tra- uh, it's eleven got that tracks. Cool, uh, it's still got some of that defiance. American Dream Plan B is yeah, very defiant. That's a great song. Uh, uh, Fault lines and Forgotten Man. Forgotten Man reminds great. me of like a uh, something off the box set. Right. It reminds me a lot of that song "Come On Down to My House" that's on the box set. <laughs> uh, right. But let's play. So we got one. We got one queued up for you. It's called "You Have Shadow People," right? Yeah. All right. I let, really like that song. Let's hear "Shadow People." What I can say is it's been 40 years and Tom Petty's voice has not lost a lick of greatness. He's become easier to understand. Yes. As Bob Dylan becomes a complete muddy mess. A mess. He, that is a smooth, that his voice is great. I really like this record. I will, I'm going to listen to this a lot. Mm-hmm. I was very excited for it. Yep. I, Part of it might be that finally there's because, like they said with Mojo, it's been eight years since yeah. the Heartbreak. It's been an actual four years yeah. since the right. Heartbreakers record came. Out. Yeah, there hasn't. There been was no any, solo album. Nothing, there was no side project. Nothing. There was 
Because after Mojo, they were like, what the fuck? We got to fucking get our act together. I mean, the closest thing the closest thing that we got was that Kiss My Amps that came out on Record Store Day <laughs> that has Sweet William on it. Right. But that, <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> Kiss My Amps. Terrible. It's the worst name ever. <laughs> I, I think name. it's cool. I'm going to get it tattooed. Uh I'm so gonna, there's on, finally, on your amps. there's I'm, finally I'm, a new petty record that I can really that we can embrace. listen to because I I lost my shot at the last one. You know what I mean? Like I had mojo and then I lost this it, is, so I didn't get that one. You know this is our longest uh, this is our longest episode ever. This is your greatest episode ever, is what you mean. Where can we find you uh, on, on Twitter? On Twitter at Jeff Tate ninety six. Jeff Tate ninety six. And this is rock solid. So if I say it's spelled like Queensrÿch, you guys probably know what that means. <laughs> Yes, Jeff Tate. Your name is spelled exactly like it's, the lead it's rock singer. Rock solid, not shit solid. <laughs> oh, his name is spelled exactly yeah, like Jeff Tate. I, I don't like Queensrÿche. No, I don't either. But no. I have the same. No name. one does. Uh, no one does. This uh, at the t- this will air uh, in, uh, in late August. You got any shows coming up in September? Early September? You want to plug? I got some shows in September around Indiana. You can find out all about that on Twitter. I'm going to be. You got a website? No. All right. Uh, but you can find me at, uh, I'll be in Bloomington, Indiana, the first weekend in November. Okay. Six through eight. That's what I want to plug. What club are you going to be at? The Comedy Attic. Great club. Yeah. Jared. There? Jared's there. Great guy. They're great. You can catch me out front smoking cigarettes and I'll talk to you about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers oh, or Cheers he, until you leave. He will not let you get away. Um, you have a podcast. Tell us about your I podcast. I have a podcast. It's called Afternoon, Everybody. It's about Cheers. Uh, the show. The uh, show Cheers. We, I, I, I like that show a lot. Yeah. I feel like I am the most boring person Kyle has ever met. Can't believe your wife left you. This is all new. The Cheers <laughs> stuff is... My Cheers obsession is sort of... Who's your we, favorite character? I don't have a favorite character. I like the show. I just like, I like all the show. There's not one guy that makes you laugh more than another guy? The, the bar think, is the character for him. Yeah, I think... But probably Woody. I like Woody's uh, inability to understand what's going on ever. Right. I can relate to that. Okay, cool. Uh, well, you can... Uh, how about yeah, you? You can listen to my podcast, Afternoon Everybody, but I'm also going to... This is so much fun to talk about the Heartbreakers. I have not prepared for anything I've done <laughs> this much. The first time Pardo did the show, he was, man, this was a lot of preparation I had to do. I'm like... And I think our topic was songs with the word cock in the title. Yeah. Or something like that. No, I don't know. Little uh, Red Rooster is on. Tom Petty put it on a Christmas comp that uh, <laughs> won't stop. Jeff Lynn might just have, We might just have to fade we'll just him out. We just want fade out while he talks. About Let's. Uh, do you Tom have Petty. a Do you have a play out song for us? No, because you you were doing Tom Petty. Pick Melinda. We'll play out with Melinda. Yeah. Um, you can follow us uh, at Kyle Dotson Funny at Pat mm. underscore Francis. At Rock Solid Show, uh, head over to uh, rocksolidpodcast.com to read all of Andrew Rich's show notes. Um, there's a donation button there, too, if you want to support the podcast, because I'm still trying to uh, get back some of my music that I lost. And uh, thanks for listening. And let's play us out with something from the live anthology box set. This is a song called Melinda. Thanks, thanks Jeff. Thanks, thanks guys. Thanks, Kyle.
You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.